Hey everybody, how's it going? Uh, this is Joel um, at the Villain Joel on Twitter, um, and former DM of Where Rat Studios. I uh, just want to chime in and say we had some audio issues uh, with this week's episode with uh, Elliot's track in particular. It's not his fault. If it's anyone's fault, it's mine. Um, so if you want to, I don't know, hurt me, kill me, murder me, choke me, I don't know. If you want to get mad at me, that's fine. I don't care. Bring it. I don't care. Uh, but no, for real, uh, I'm just also going to take this time to uh, give a shout out to everybody who's been listening, um, to the Patreon uh, people as well. A shout out to Brate or Brat, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, for wringing their hands, uh, anticipating a mistake from us. Uh, love that. You love to see the hate. Um, no, but for real, thanks you all so much. And uh, yeah, I hope everyone's having a, a good time with this campaign. I know we are. And uh, let's get right to the ep. Again, I apologize for the issues, but enjoy anyways. The cold gales blow from the Windy City across the Astral Sea to Icewind Dale, where intrepid heroes seek to end the everlasting winter. Huddled around a single hot dog and a bottle of Malort, the party works to stay warm. Thinko. Pairs of hands extend over the steaming sausage. Hello, it's Ricky Steele. Half-elf bard at your service. At your leisure, whatever the task, it will be my pleasure. Oi, it's Skid, the Goblin Druid. It's the moon that circles me. As my orcish pal Thrax here. Thrax, by my bow, we fight for the wolf tribe. Yeah, wolf tribe They call this one the Pilgrim, and this one is a human life cleric who worships the paths. This one is here to accompany those who walk. Hey, name's Barry, Barry Parker. Total wizard here and proprietor of the Den of Inquities. Best damn tattoo parlor in the 10 towns. Best offense is a strong defense in my book. Together, they press into the winds to fracture the freeze over ten towns and bring an end to the Frost Maiden who conjured it. Whereat Studios presents the Chicago Table. <laughs> Everybody, we're back again. Oh my God, it's D and D. Holy shit! Uh, Clinkies, everyone. Hello. Clinky. Tink. <laughs> this shot's gone. That was sitting right here. Elliot. Cheers. Oh. Uh, last time you stayed in Bremen. Um, Drex has a new friend. Rom. That's spelled like Rom Emanuel, right? R A C D Rom. That's C D Rom. Mm-hmm. Because you can't see the rum. Sure. Is it R O M or is it R A H M? Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> All right. R O M. Ram Das. Uh, in uh, Bremen, you met the speaker, uh, old old dwarf, his handler Thram, and you guys went to the Five Tavern Center in the middle of town and kind of went on a bar crawl there. Like that was only three of us. What? What did Skid do? How did he go to his room and cry? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he was upset. Pilgrim was what feeling old. It was the four of us went out and we had a nice time. And uh, I you also three of you all. No, four of us. Ram is the fourth one, is what he's saying. Mm, pretty good. <laughs> he's being pretty good to do that out of character voice. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, yeah. And then pre- <laughs> 
Uh, previously, before that, you guys were in uh, Termaline, and you uh, helped the mines there, where you found a bunch of kobolds, and basically put them to work. Uh, you crafted a contract with them, and they are now working at the uh, the uh, Lonelywood, correct? Ramshackle. The Ramshackle. Mm-hmm. Oof. Gorp, Small, Grek, and Trist? No. Tricks. Tricks. Trist. Tricks. Oh. I have Vat, Oof, Small, Zerk, Gorp, Grek, Tricks. Holgi, Snorp, and Zorbo. Zilbo. Those are all nine of our kobolds. Yes, Holgi, Snorp, and Zilbo, they tend to... Our kobold friends, I shouldn't say we own them. Yeah, they go around robbing people, basically. Yeah, one Um, of them has a ghost inside of him. Yep. That is correct. That's going to be an issue. Whose name is Jent? Jent. Jeleneth. Hmm. Yeah, so you guh you guys went to bed. Uh... Some of you more fucked up than the others. And uh, you wake up in the morning. And you guys may choose to do whatever. Pilgrim is going to wake up like <gasps> like one of those hurried gasping wake-ups and immediately fumble around and find the sending stone to um, Lesser Gray, who he sent letters to but has not contacted probably in a couple days. So he's realizing that and immediately fumbling around and waking up. And You know when you wake up and start making a phone call like immediately and you're like pacing back and forth? He's just holding that rock and... I like to think Skid's already awake. Got up a little bit early, and he's in the corner and uh, focusing his energy, just changing his spells around. But he's up as uh, Grim gets up to make his phone call. You're making the phone call? Yeah. Trying to contact Lesser Gray. Yep. Uh, I'll say it's like 8 a.m., so he's in the office. Okay, it's probably the second he walks in, yeah. that, rock, yeah. that rock's the a The phone's jangling. ringing yeah. off the hook as yeah. soon as he walks in. Um, Lesser Gray. Yes, Master, how can I help you? Oh, Master, this one does not find that necessary. Sir? Um, call this one what you will. Okay. Um, how are things in, in Goodmead? Going smoothly. Um, we don't have any problems. Uh, the Obviously, the threat of those giant folk is no longer an issue, the Verbeeg. And um, production of mead continues unabated. Um, we've upped it as much as we could since uh, you know the contracts that you've been putting out and the offers you've been making, so... Uh, we're working at a much better capacity. And have you been filing those extra funds into the account that we talked about? Absolutely. Good, good. <laughs> um, <laughs> <What? is> very <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> That's a very suspicious thing to say. Um, <laughs> listen, a, um, is it necessary for this one to stop by along with Ricky Steele? Um, it, is not nece- it is not necessary. Uh, we will be meeting you at the moot, of course, uh, as your handlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, I'll have any pertinent uh, letters, etc., uh, issues that have been brought to your table for Brand you. Brand Shandier in three days. Absolutely. Lesser Gray, you're very talented at what you do. You walk your path well. I appreciate it. Well, um, I'll see you at the, the moot. Thank you. Very good. And calmly put the stone back into his pocket and wipe, take out a little handkerchief <laughs> and dab his bald head. Do you hear that, like, polishing noise? Yes. <laughs> the, squeak. yeah. the squeaking of his head wakes the rest of you. Skid will run over when he finishes and say, Oh, Grim, um, I know you just did some business. You remember when you fixed me when I was having those nightmares? Yes. Uh, I'm going to try some stuff when Drax wakes up. Uh, do you think maybe you could give that a shot, too? Skid, I will tell you this. I will do nearly anything for you. This one will do nearly anything for you. But um, 
This one is not sure that spell will work. Yeah, I'm gonna try some things. I don't think they're gonna work either. I didn't wanna have to go see the magic people. Do you still want this one to try? Uh, I do. But only, only if you can expend it. If it's no. too valuable, then of no. course, of course. But yeah, I feel like it would. It to me it would be silly not to try as long as it's okay with you. Right. Well, are we all in the same room? Yeah. Um. Let's do it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna walk over to Sleeping Thrax. What are you casting? Uh, so. Grim will just kind of take out uh, his quarterstaff, and in the air above where Thrax sleeps, trace the sign of the path is in the air, wow. and I'll be casting Remove Curse on Thrax. Okay. Uh, you see Thrax turn and snuggle up to an imaginary person a little bit tighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it didn't take, my friend. It's okay, it's okay. And I'll just move... Uh, some hair over his ear <laughs> and, and uh, use an action to cast lesser restoration and, and say some words in druidic uh, and attempt to restore him alright uh, you hear the the sleeping of that and then I kind of like then mumble me me on the Tringian tribes just one last thing and then I'll I'll um Kind of look up at Grim, very sad. That's what we thought. We thought that, but... And he will uh, focus on the magical effect of his uh, projection of something that's not there. He'll just focus on that and try to dispel magic Mm. at third level. All right. um, I will say you don't need to expend that slot because as you're sensing for magic, you notice that it's not magic. Cool. And then he'll expend that slot, anyways. It's <laughs> always good. Thank you, Grim. Thank you, Wake up, you big yeah. dumb well, hold on, but, but, but no, no. <laughs> What is it, Ra? We're waking, we're awake. Oh, Ram, are you okay? Did you sleep well? I'm just the best. I slept just as well as you did. Oh, my goodness. Hello. <laughs> Skid will give everybody good berries and he'll give Thrax two. Here you go, Thrax. Thank you. Push it into Ram's mouth. It falls on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Would everyone like, uh, well, wait. Uh, Pop the breakfast wine. Mm. Everyone would like some breakfast wine. Yeah, thanks, Thrax. Uh, first, for the most important one here. <laughs> Uh, and I will start pouring it into Ram's mouth. Yep, he fell into the fridge. This is delicious, and it's just spilling on the floor. A little extra from my most trustworthy friend. <laughs> and then I'll go to everybody else and give them some wine. Uh, in between guzzles, Pilgrim's like, Skid, this one realizes That's that, you, that you've been interested <laughs> in those swords and armor. Um, this one may be able to remove the, the badnesses from those. Oh shit, I didn't even think of that. Um, can we earmark that? Earmark. Cause, uh, I think that'd be great for the big fella, but the way he is now, I don't know if it'd be such a good thing. Right, a sort of welcome back present. Yeah, 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 oh, that's a great, great, that's something to look forward to. You hear that big fella? Oh, what is it? Would you like wine, skin? No, 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 thanks, I have my, I have my fill. More for me and Ram. Grim, when you, when you got that moot, 
the speaker's meeting. Four, four days? Three days? Three days. Well, I'm, I'm being tested. I gotta, I gotta figure this Drax thing out right away. And the two people I know know magic, but good. I, Ricky, y'all, comfort, Calvin's comfort, and bring Shanda, candle. And otherwise, I might have to cash in my favors with the Black Swords and talk to Avarice. They're all the way out in Care Denifor, but I gotta get Drax sorted. You need, to mess- sa- you need to save your friend. I don't want to mess up your schedule. No, no, this is fine. This one will be fine. Um, just you and Thrax? Uh, what do you guys think, Barry? Ricky? Is that a dumb plan? What are you talking about? Um, we might have to go to Kid Denival to, uh, you know that property we have? Mm. For the wolf tribe. Get it all set up. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean... You'll have some money coming in from it too, because it's yours. Mm-hmm. Not just mine. And we should probably give some money to Ram here. <laughs> yes, they are always gobbling their food. <laughs> Ram will get what he's. Ram, Ram will get what's out. Ram will get taken care of swiftly. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, were you? Yeah. Oh, then I'll look over and they're not there. Never mind. That's fine. You're in the same room. You woke Before up you and came get over. Get back now. Oh, hello. I've had a great time last night. I don't know Question is Ricky just always hungover, so you can't tell when he is hungover? <laughs> okay. You guys didn't make it back last night? Everything okay? Uh, Skid, oh, right. don't talk so loud, please. Yeah. Uh, what's... Yeah. Yeah. Gonna fix the problem right away. We just tried some things. Didn't do shit. You gotta decide that. I'm gonna take Big Man. We're gonna travel to Kit Denival by the way of Prince Shander. I wanna talk to your uncle, and then I wanna talk to Avarice. Ricky, this one thinks that you have a part to play here in Bremen, as well as in Targos, and as well as in Bran Shandir. This one has seen you how you're able to, let's say, maneuver around in such social situations with a certain amount of grace. All right, yes, it sounds good. I don't feel much like doing heavy travel today. Stick with you, Bremen, or figure some things out here. Barry, what say you? Uh, I'm kind of in that uh, mood. I don't... I don't feel much like traveling, but Everest has been on my list for a long time, and uh, I don't know. I'd like to come with y'all. And kind of looks towards uh, the goblin and the orc. We'll be stopping at Bryn. You can see your family, too. I can get you a nice audience with Everest. I know you've been looking for those arcane brotherhood fucks. That one's in there, for sure. I'd appreciate that, brother. You gotta wipe this hangover, because I'm not traveling with somebody hungover and somebody doesn't like me anymore. So you better figure it the fuck out. <laughs> Worst road trip ever. <laughs> it sucks. Brutal. <laughs> and then I'll hand him a good berry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna yes, say. Uh, here, t- uh, you can have some breakfast wine. Make sure it st- strengthens you up. It's not for me, it's for Barry. He's going to need it for the travels. 
Barry, would you like a bit of this? Uh, yes, yeah, thanks, man. Mm. Kind of like not looking directly at you, but like taking it and kind of nodding his head. Look me in the eyes, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Barry's going to take like a double drink if he, if he can, if you don't pull it away to try to nurse the hit some hair of the dog. You know, give you some. All right. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> oh, thanks, buddy. Hair of the wolf that bit you. Exactly. Just gonna give Ricky and Barry a good berry, and then he'll go into his bag of holding and take out like 180 gold and uh, put it in a sack and give it to Grim and Ricky. Actually, he'll think about it. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. <clears throat> think about it, handing it to Grim. And he's got his weird possessions thing. So I'll hand it to Ricky instead. Thank you. Say, hey, this is the group. I got it. Don't spend it unless it's for. You know, I think we might have to buy some hacks because we got a long way to go, but you, use your discretion. Will do. Thank you. Do that. Yeah. Um, if all of you don't mind, I will uh, be stepping out. I've got a few phone calls to make, and it's a bit embarrassing to, you know, send out my messages in front of us. I know Grim did it right in front of you. So embarrassing. Oh yeah, you did hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Is the yeah. money in the accounts? <laughs> like, the account that we talked about. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, yeah. I forgot that you were there. All right, over. No, I love it. Whoops. I'm going to, Ricky's going to step outside and probably move down to the, actually go outside, outside to send off them. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, you see, like, some people moving around again. This is a small town, population of only 150. Now uh, you see the normal, like, movement of fishermen. Uh, they're going out. Uh, the boats look kind of messed up. This is, like, not a rich town by any means in terms of uh, wealth or anything like that. Uh, everyone here is friendly, but, of course, like, there's no services really, and there's no, it's moderately comfortable, not really. Not really a built-out town, so to speak. Ton of dwarves in the street. Yeah, dwarves. Yeah, mostly dwarves. Mostly dwarves. As, if I, as, it, as I'm heading outside, if there's any uh, like leftover breakfast on anyone's plates, like a piece of meat or fish, I'll just grab it and eat it. Yeah, sure. Just whatever. <laughs> no, not. As I step outside, I think to myself, oh, "Ricky, I'm quite a predicament again. Hungover." Then he'll respond. I'd be pleased to have them. Tell them to meet me at uh, my place, and I'll have Roland come and uh, wait for him as well. We'll tie a cute couple on. Hope to see you too. All right, I get that, and I say, okay, I'll let them have coming to myself, and then I'll uh, I'll pull out my sword again, make a little twirling motion, speak under my breath in Draconic, flick the the rapier again so it vibrates, and I'll cast another message. Uh, this one is going to me. Of the White Wolves. Of the White Wolves. I, I heard that funny for the first time. <laughs> so yeah, sending it to yourself. <laughs> I've gone insane too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it'd, 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 you'd just be doing gin again, right? You'd yeah. split personality. I'm not enslaved. This matters to me, though. And now, Moot's moved up. It'll be in three days. Return to provide extra security if feasible. Also, Skid's crestfallen. Maybe you could cheer him up. Uh, alright. You send that? Heading back to Ten Towns. Had some issues. Revels end. Um, we'll be glad to see a friendly face. Alright, cool. I will, uh, receiving these two replies back, uh, return to the group. If they're still in the room, if they're downstairs, I don't know how long it's taken. I think when he left, uh, Skid would have walked up to Thrax and pulled out two whetstones from the bag of holding and just started sharpening his spear and handed him his. And just would have started working next to him. Rum. Seems things are going on around us right now. Uh, you think uh, we should maybe go somewhere else or with them? What do you think? I think we should go with them. I don't trust them, but at least they're hanging around you. True. Skittle huff and pull out a third whetstone. Uh, Thrax leans over. What do you make of this, of Skid? He's a good little goblin boy. I don't trust him, though. <laughs> Me. Start sharpening stone. Thank you, goblin. You're welcome, Hulk. <laughs> uh, I think Barry would step uh, into a corner and pull out... Uh, the, the kind of like uh, cream colored a little bit of red shell that he has mm-hmm. uh, picks it up begins talking into it hey old uh, fireblood how you doing uh, old ball's been well we're gonna have to uh, split our party hoping we could meet you in uh, Care Denival or East Haven let me know uh, if I can borrow your uh, sending shell talk to you Hello, total friend. Yes, of course. I'm in East Haven right now, drinking my face off. The the business has been very lucrative lately. I will see you here. Barry has some pep in his step when he walks back. <coughs> all right, everyone. Have we figured it all out? Oh, by the way, Candle uh, says yes. That by uh, Kelvin's comfort when you're back there. Um, he'll discuss things with you further. Uh, Barry, you're going to need to provide a proper explanation of what's going on, soon as the smartest one of our group. And, um, yes, uh, he wants to also tie some off with you all. Thank you, Ricky. I really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it. Tell him anything, bring him anything, y'all good? I think we'll be fine, just tell him I wish him well. And my uncle, Roland should be there too. Tell him I miss them. Do you all... Grim? Do you need anything? This one can think of nothing. Uh, this one just prefers that you get back safe to the moot. We'll meet you in Bryn Shandir. So, that's what we'll say three days? Bryn Shandir, we meet? If all else goes to shit, that's the bottom line. We'll try to keep in touch. Stay fucking safe, you two. Stay safe. There's snakes in the grass out there. There's a lot of shit going on. You're a fucking speaker now. Without the muscle. Just keep an eye on each other, please. 
Well, this one has no muscle, but this one does have the bane. The bane? Yes, the bane. Two eyes. And him all time. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be by grim side at all times. You guys are sending to us. We'll be back in a fucking lickly split, okay? If anything happens, I'll inform you immediately. You guys might see a little squirrel or field mouse come up and try to talk to you. It's just me. <laughs> but, uh... Oh, from me. Right? <laughs> not me, actually. I'm bigger. That's not... Ready to... It wouldn't be your girlfriend, then. No, no, no. Not this me is either. confusing. It wouldn't be me, me, or... Yeah, right. fuck. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Smell a pine. Um, Drax, you ready to roll? Uh, yeah, Ram, are you ready? I'm always ready. You gotta check out your property, pal. And Rom's property. Yes, we're both ready. Uh, ready to go. Fuck, alright. Ricky, Grim, be safe. Likewise. Send us if you need us. Yeah. Safe paths. Avoid the uh, paths of danger, my friend. And he puts his, uh, Barry puts his flipper on your, uh, on your shoulder, uh, mm. Barry, or, uh, Pilgrim and kind of bows his head a little. And then I'm going to give uh, Ricky just a full-out hug if I can. Just a full hug. You can hug me, but I'm not hugging you back. <laughs> I'm so straight and tense to my side. This is an aggressive hug. Yeah, big turtle hugging you. you definitely, there's this kind of a fishy sea smell. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Smell he, like an oyster? As he embraces you. Yeah, absolutely. Barry, you thought about taking a shower. I'm waiting for it to warm up. Been a few years. Okay. All right, well, I'll um, see the three of you off. Yeah. Let's get to do open palm handshakes. Slap handshakes. Man, it feels fucking weird to leave you all. Leaving the tribe, you know? Just be safe. We'll see you in a couple of days. Um, we'll either go grab are two axe beaks. I think they're actually not in this town, so we'll go rent two more uh, for Hundy um, and start heading out of Bremen. Alright. If that's Coolio with Thrax and Barry. Absolutely. Yeah, so you go to the same rental place that's in every town, has this familiar livery, and yeah, you rent two axe beaks and... Is that enough to carry all of us or four of us? Yeah, so you, Rom, and Skid will be on the same axe beak. You do not think this is strange at all. Okay. It saves money. Ah, uh, okay. Um, and then... Do you know I mean behind you or in front of you? Wherever Rom doesn't want to be. Mm, I trust Rom in front. All right, I'll be behind you, big fella. No, I'm going to be in the back because then he can't stab you from behind. Mm. <laughs> Always a step ahead, Rom. Of course you can sit in front. Oh, go in front. Go, go, go. <laughs> And uh, Barry, I got eyes in the back of my head. Barry, uh, <laughs> Barry mounts his. You see the noticeable strain on the Juggalo's face. Do oh! they add little, <laughs> little wheels at the back of it? Or little skis? <laughs> what has little skis? <laughs> the, the axe beak on its butt so that it can carry the heavy turtle. Oh, like, an, uh, like the, a tripod mm -hmm. attachment? No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you guys take off to the east, southeast, where you cross the... Shangarn River, as you did on the way into town, and you guys start heading towards uh, Targos. Yeah, our intention to not stop in Targos, but definitely stop in Brinchander. Absolutely, and since you guys are not on foot, uh, 
So you guys get to Brent Shandir will be do, 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 do. two hours only. That's excellent. Uh, and then Pilgrim, Ricky Steele, what are you guys doing? Um, whenever Ricky's good to go, uh, Pilgrim will just go talk to him, see if if his time with the speaker revealed anything else about this town that needs to be addressed that we should check out, or if we should just sort of go meet up with the speaker again. I don't know what you learned last night, I guess. Oh, um, actually, Grim, not too much. The speaker likes to drink a lot, and he's very aloof. Might be due to his old age. In fairness, maybe incontinent. Not sure. But, uh, we didn't really spend too much time with him. We got in a drinking contest with Barry. It's very thoroughly lost. Uh, as far as my memory serves me. And then we tried to get fucked up until somehow Drex disappeared. I assume he's going to hang out with his imaginary friend Rom. And uh, that was basically the end of that. And then we passed out in his house because it was the closest thing nearby. Whose house? The speaker's house. Oh, right. It was unlocked, which was, I don't know, seems par for the course for this town. Well, this one would hate to wake up an old man too early. Maybe we just do a round about the town. See what's going on. Do a little carousing. A little looky-loo. It's a winter weather, the, the, the brisk negative 40 degrees can uh, maybe alleviate my hangover. Hmm. This one doesn't feel the cold anymore. I've got this ring that makes me feel warmer than normal. Maybe I should take it off for a little bit. No. Okay. Put it back on. We'll do a little walkabout. We'll just go listen to the, the sounds of the path, the people moving about. Uh, any conversations that we can overhear. Maybe you drop off if they sound important, but probably not. They seem like normal people. Check out the place. Yeah, it's a pretty small town. Not a lot in terms of amenities. Um, the town hall, you recall, is uh, just to the north of you guys, and that's just to the northeast of the town hall is the Five Tavern Center, where you guys were also last night. Um, otherwise, uh, along the east part of the city, there's two large piers that go out into Meridualdon. Uh, and that's kind of at the mouth of the Shangarn River that goes in that uh, used to flow freely into the, the lake. Uh, however, it's all frozen over. And uh, once again, you see people get moving around, uh, not a lot, uh, basically going out to fish. And otherwise, it's just pretty, uh, a pretty nondescript town. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy going on. People just kind of meandering about, going out of their morning business. Okay, then I would think um, if there's nothing super of interest, we would probably wait to a decent time, maybe like nine or ten, to head over to the speakers. Okay. Um, and knock on that door. Yeah, you knock on the door. And you just hear, "Who come in?" We'll enter. Um, good morning, Speaker Shalescar. Correct. Indeed, a very pleasant morning to you. This one's glad to have gotten your name correctly. Uh, this one is just curious about some of the things that have been happening around Ten Towns, and I'm sure you remember Ricky Steele. We just wonder if we could have a conversation. I would love to have a conversation. A speaker-to-speaker conversation. I would appreciate that greatly. Do you just like being talked to? I love talking to people. So, Thram coming. <laughs> uh, you guys want some coffee or something? Uh, Coffee sounds lovely this time. Very, very good. This one will be just fine. Um, but Thrum, maybe you want to join in the conversation and add in your th- two cents. Absolutely. That's That sounds perfectly fine. I'll be right back. He brings out like a little plate of danishes and a coffee and a couple cups. Coffee and, a, and a, basically a kettle. Um, first things first. How 
have, has this town, Remen, been attacked by Duergar or harassed by Duergar in any sort of way? Oh, no. I walked this path around my city many times and even out into the snow. I've never been bothered. And you've heard of the attacks? Oh, of course. And what happened first, the unending winter or the Dwergar attacks? Oh, the Dwergar have always been around. Always been around, but they've become more aggressive recently. Yes, I believe, yes, they, they seem to be here, there, in more, all the towns. More commonly than usual, than in the past. Not the wrong one, right? Yes, uh, the Dwergar have been fairly active. Um, not around here. Uh, we're, I think we're too small of a city to right. for people to bother, but... Do they become more active after the ending, unending winter came into effect? Well, I think that because of the winter and, I mean, the initial round of, you know, deaths and everything that occurred, um, the cities are still, the towns are still reeling from, from that, from the initial freeze and uh, still learning how to come back on, get on back onto our feet. So I think this is, if someone wanted to disrupt any of our towns, this would be the time to do it, unfortunately. Would it be crazy to assume that they might be connected? The Dorgar have no protection against the cold just like we don't. So I would say it's a little bit more difficult to ascertain if there is a connection. And Ariel, the Frost Maiden. Yes, there's not much... There's not much that I remember clearly about it, but... I like how I'm just talking to Throm now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the old guy was so bad at yeah, his he's, he's shakily pouring a cup of coffee. Aw. <laughs> Poor old man. <laughs> old <laughs> um from what I can remember uh that rhyme it, it made its way around ten towns I don't know who was the cause of it um but it after the initial months it sort of broke people and people started to believe like this is this is the way we have to live now and we have to appease the person causing this this issue and I think it's impossible to say what her goal is. I'm not quite sure. Hmm. Interesting. Well, what do you think that this mood is going to be about? If I had to bet... Uh, Everything that's been happening? My guess is, yes. My guess is the more pressing concern of many of Ten Towns finding the Shardlin being removed from caves and everything by Durgar. Uh, that's been brought up to a lot of attention. Um, you are, your party is in has been a big help in actually determining that. Um, yes, but otherwise I'd have to imagine that something big has been figured out or something happened. Uh, that'd be the only reason that uh, Speaker DeVessa would move the it forward like this. That's what this one thought as well. Well, this one thanks you for the information and in return, Ricky and this one are curious if there's any way we could help around town. Anyway, to brighten the mood. Well, like he does have a voice of a, he almost says angel, but then stops, of a a, a, a lovely songbird. It's more like a devilish songbird. Attractive. Smooth. A satyr, if you will. Get a little bit of danger at the same time. A little pan flute hopping around. You never know what you're getting into when you're listening to a Ricky Shiny horns. You get the idea. Um, geez, the only way I could see you helping Bremen actually is by going fishing. 
Ricky, do you have any experience with fishing? Absolutely not. Neither does this one. Mm. No way in fucking the seven hells am I going fishing. Um, I mean, he's gonna lean over. <laughs> he's gonna lean over to Ricky and whisper in his ear. Uh, one moment, excuse the rudeness, and say, Ricky, there's political intrigue in Targos, not far from here. Yes, we might need to stop by. A little more interesting than this town. Yes, I don't want to go fishing. Right, break. I'm not playing any mini games. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Speaker, Throm, you've been great, and I will, we will see you, this one, and Ricky, and hopefully the rest of the Pathwalkers in three days in Bryn Shandir. Yes, absolutely. Are you not walking with me, young man? <laughs> I think I'll actually promise that to you, to be honest. Um, would you like to leave with us now? Or we could come back and... No, 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 no. Ricky will be back for you. Yes, I'll come back for you. Okay, thank you, young man. I'll see you soon. If I'm not back, you should go by yourself. I, there might be interluding factors. Something could happen to me. Ricky lives dangerously. He may be dead. I'm on the edge all the time. <laughs> okay, then. Maybe next time. It'll be oh, it means so much to him. He grows another liver spot as you disappoint him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the man doesn't have much. Uh, we'll exit and... I. Well, that was interesting. Learned some. The most interesting thing I find is from what my memory recalls and what you had discussed with him. Uh, it seems it's it's a would be what you call it correlational this rhyme and the Durga, but maybe not causation. This one agrees 100%. Coincidence mm -hmm. or a, an opportunity that the Durga seems to have taken. Right. But it still leaves the question: What is oral doing? Right, why? Why? And is it oral at all? It probably is. I don't know who else could fucking do this kind of shit, but... Well, it seems that her name passed around almost like a virus or like some sort of mad religion. It just spread and everyone accepted it for what it was, for they had no other reason to believe anything else. I mean, it's easy. it would make sense, but as I recall from my younger years, it's a, a god that several people uh, worshipped or prayed to occasionally, you know, uh, oh, this winter will be bad, please don't do this to us kind of thing. But not like this, not where everyone is superstitiously mad. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yes, very strange. Shall we stroll to Targos? Is it a quick walk or should we rent something? Walk? No. This one can go for a walk. It's only a two-hour walk. Yeah. yeah. We'll just take a walk. Walk and talk. How about stupid shit? Yeah, we'll walk to Targos. All right, and you guys do you guys do recall to um, going all the way back to East Haven and stuff, uh, most particularly the proprietor of the tavern, um, the Dragonborn, and she is a staunch supporter of Oral. And so you do know that like people have like believe in her. Mm -hmm. So it's like it is almost like a newly found religion, so right. to speak. Yeah, yeah. that spread pretty quickly though. Yes, like yeah. absolutely. Gotcha. Right, right. Yeah. Cool. All right, so you guys begin your walk to Targos. Uh, jumping back. Can we, uh, can I take where it starts? Just a, a little yeah, detail? absolutely. You see Barry, uh, like, leaning to the right off his axe beak, throwing up. <laughs> oh, how does Ricky do it? Oh. It's like... Yeah. Kind of expelling the last of the hangover, you know. If Skid had a moment during that two hour, he would definitely would have chatted with Barry a little bit, maybe used his ring of uh, pearl of power to recover that dispel magic spell slot. Hey, Barry! 
Is this pre-axe peak post? Oh, we're, no, we're riding there. Riding, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How you doing? How you doing, short stack? I was going to ask you about that. We got all caught up in Thrax's stuff. Remember when you were all fucked up and told us all that stuff? Yeah. How you been dealing with it? Uh, you know, it's been, uh, many years now, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm dealing. I appreciate you asking, uh, I just wanted to come straight with y'all, uh, you know. I know, I, I, I appreciate it, Jesus. Yeah. It's nice to think about, so I don't have to think about Drex. Hey, buddy. You <laughs> look up on the same act. Uh, yes, what, what is it, little one? Nothing, I'm just talking to Barry. We're gonna... We're gonna be in Bryn Shander, Barry. Do you want to see your family? Hmm, yeah. It will be nice to see if Cranberry uh, popped yet, but, uh... Yeah, to be honest, uh, we're kind of in short time, so... If we can, maybe I'll pop in, but... Well, I don't know, you know, it's not a... A real important. I'm more excited to see, uh... If Avarice, uh, man, that would be great if she could, uh... She could help out. Both, both of our situations, you know. Yeah. I'm, uh... I'm curious. It's gonna be a lot, depending on what these answers are to these questions. I don't really know what's gonna happen. I can hear this? Yeah, yeah, I'm on your oh. speak. What are you all talking about? We're talking about uh, Barry's family and Bryn Shander, and Ricky's family and Bryn Shander. We're going to see Avarice and Kate Denival, and we don't really know who to trust. You know what that's like. No, I know exactly who I can trust and cannot trust. Right, right, right. That's right, you can always trust me, buddy. <laughs> that is right. Ram put it perfectly. He is the only trustworthy He's the one. smartest one. It makes sense. Makes sense. We understand. <laughs> so you guys pass the outer world walls of Targos uh, about halfway through your trip, like an hour in. And then once again, you come to the familiar walls of Brinchandir. And you're coming from the southwest. We'll make our way to Kelvin's Comfort. Right, yeah, you're coming through the southwest part of the city, and you head north. Due north is right exactly where Calvin's Comfort is, and you reach the familiar doors of that city. Or of that <laughs> building. Um, we'll walk in and try to find a spot at a table with uh, at least five chairs. By the way, Skid, uh, what we were talking about earlier, I want to let you know... Uh, don't worry about me. Uh, I understand where your allegiance is lying. It's fine. You gotta fix your brother. But, uh, you know, just want you to let you know. No, thank you. It's all uh, above the board. No, it's just my priorities are clear. But when shit goes wrong, it makes you see stuff from a different angle. And I just, I want you to find peace, you know. Just as much as I want to fix Big Fella. I just don't want to die. I only got a decade or two left. Uh, Dortles don't live very long. Yeah, elves live a while, though. Yeah. So. If I could uh, get back to my my true form, I'd have hundreds of years left. That's what I mean when I say I hope you find peace. Either peace with your years left, or peace with what you want to do. Until then... We gotta talk to these fucking mages and see if we can fix my dumb brother. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are there about five minutes. Um, sitting at the table. Uh, out from the back room, you see Candor walk out. 
dressed eloquently as or uh, dressed. He's dressed in his normal finery, long red robes. Uh, he's holding a glass of wine. Ah, everyone, pleasure to see you again. How are you? Uh, not good. Not good at all, but it's nice to see you. Thank you for having us. Ricky told us he'd be happy to see us. Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Um, good you guys are having you. some issues? One, one big one. One big one. Well, one orc-sized uh, issue. Well, why don't we go into the back room and talk about this out of the prying ears of the general public? Thank you, Kandal. Yeah, thanks for seeing us at short notice. Absolutely. We go in like a back room. Yeah, so you go to his office that, uh, I forget who was in there before. Uh, it was when you guys visited with Ricky. Um, but you go into his back office. Roland is there as well. And he's also sitting with a glass of wine. Oh, Roland, hello. Ricky Greetings. says hello. He misses you guys. That is good to hear that he's doing well. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. This is good to see you as well. Good to see you all healthy and not dead from adventuring. No, we've uh, strengthened our numbers. This is Rom. Hmm. Uh, Roland and Akanda uh, look at each other. I'm beginning to see the problem here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Barry's well, just rubbing his temples. What problem here? <laughs> oh, you know, getting ready for the moot. I look down at Rom. Hmm. So, I tried to dispel it, I tried to restore it in a lesser way, and we tried to remove a curse, none of it budged, um, we know the origin, we don't really know what happened, but we know when it happened and with what, if you want to hear that story. Yes, of course, that's the only way we can help. So, and, you know. Obviously, this is somewhat secretive, so just keep it between us. But we found a fossilized skull of a pre, some bean, and uh, a mind flare. Yeah, and I broke its skull, and inside was a crystal. And Drax grabbed it, held onto it tight, attuned to it. Some crazy shit happened. He came out of it, hallucinating some little piece of shit with a sword that he I'm, trusts I'm more not- than anybody in the fucking world. I know Thrax, he's good, you trust him, I get it Whoa He, you, he deserves it, I'm sorry He is real I know he's Trustworthy, real. why do you talk like this and slander his name? We're telling stories, Ricky Ricky told us to tell Kandor a story for his song Thought it would be a good idea for a ballad Yeah, yeah it's obviously some kind of parasite or mind control or something Because he's totally uh, hooked on this thing the spell magic didn't even catch nothing. Like there was no magic to catch. Yeah, he's not radiating any school of arcana I can pick up. So, Barry's the smartest guy I know with magic. And after that, you're next up on the list. We saw you blasting people in the fucking spit of rings. And thought you might at least know pointers in the right direction. Because the next guy on the list that we want to talk to, I don't really want to talk to. The next girl on the list, I should say. Because she's going to... If she can do it, she's going to make us pay for it. Thrax. Yes? When you touched this crystal, what happened to you? Nothing. Nothing happened. I look at Ram. Tell him about the beeping in your head. Well. But maybe not, because I don't trust him. (laughs) 
No, everything is the same. I am exactly the same. Did he told us? Yeah, didn't he? He, he definitely describes some dream or images. Something. You got a beacon, a warning message. Well, hey, you just can't go saying that to people. We, we just did. Well, how can we trust them fully? I do. You don't have to. I told him what I know. These are Ricky's uh, family. We can trust them. No, we sure we can. And I wink at Ram. I don't trust these guys. <laughs> and Thrax nods. There's, that's another layer of the story. That there's a little bit more to it. But a distress beacon from a crash ship. Hey. Yeah? Well, look at him with like wide eyes. We're not supposed to be talking about that, or and don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll say to him in Elvin, uh, or poor Elvin. Yeah, um, it's, there's definitely a, a illithid all over this thing. Uh, I think this. Yeah, kind of like nod towards uh, Thrax. I think this guy's all wrapped up in some mind flayer stuff. Uh, even before he touched that. You got any experience with mind flayers? Nah, uh, can I say? I personally don't, but my friend here, Roland, does. Ooh. You boys enjoy a drink or two. I will return in a few minutes. I just need to run to my house. Okay. And Skid will uh, put the bag of holding down and start ripping through it as he leaves. Kendall, we got, um, where the fuck is it? It's a big, massive, he's... And he pulls out, like, rolls out a big, massive cask of wine from the, uh, Furby <laughs> glare. Have, oh, my have, God. We had dude. four of them. I'll give him one. Um, this is just, you know, thank you for having us. The last time we were Prince Shander, it was nice fighting together. Thank you for seeing us now. Just a small token. It's, it's, it's apparently of a fine stock. Hmm. Well, then, let's crack it open, shall we? Only Some wine, want. boys? It's yours now. Can I smell it before we pour it? Of course you can. In fact, I'll let you pour your own. Thank you. Absolutely. Then he'll kind of clap his hands. And uh, so two people that work for him come in. Uh, they wheel in like a cart almost that has a U-shape that they're able to lift the keg onto. They produce a small corkscrew. Uh, the, the wood corkscrew. Spigot. So yeah, there we go. And pop a spigot in. So it's like that uh, the piece of the thing with, that you crank and it has a drill bit on the front, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they produce that, pop a spigot in with wine, catch what would fall off into like a small bucket, and after you. Thank you. I'm sorry, it's like 11 a.m., right? 10 a.m.? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> the last 48 hours of in-game time, we haven't noticed it, but there's been a lot. <laughs> Day drinking. Thrax will pour out a little bit and sniff it and give it a good... Uh, just sort of, if I can, see if it smells weird or any toxins are in it. Smells good. Uh, this is a 87 rated wine. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty good. Dip my tongue in it. This kid just shakes his head at this behavior and is getting mm. more and more visually frustrated with the situation. Seems good. Uh, I'll pour Ram a glass first. And pours yeah, a glass and hands it to Ram. And the glass drops to the floor. Mm, perfect. Mm. And then I... And kind of like... Ah. Pour a glass for everybody else. 
Well, thank you. Um, a few moments go by, you guys are drinking wine. Barry is not, absolutely. He just puts up his flipper and he's like, yeah, yeah. no, yeah, your son. night last night. Yeah. That's totally understandable. Um, when the wine glass hits the ground, do you see the wine glass hit the ground? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That's, That's what right. I was, yeah, I think I see Ron grab it. Yeah. Yeah, so you you don't, you hallucinate that the wine glass yeah. is not broken. You cool, the, okay. You see this little man put up both of his hands, grab the wine, go, mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. I've hated a lot of D&D NPCs, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with the smell of that wine, like, on the ground, now it's like, it smells like wine here. Barry's like, I'm going to get some air. Barry just walk, if, unless somebody stops him. He's just going to no, go, go right out the door and just hang out right Thrax outside. Thrax is so unfun to be around right now. He's just like, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. outside. Where are you going, Barry? I'm hungover. You're off to tell my secret. <laughs> Rare just walks out. Uh, yeah, so Roland eventually comes back. He comes back in like 15 minutes. Um, he hustled home. Probably cast a spell to get there faster. But pops back in. You see him walk. You see him walk in. Nods to you. He's in there. Yeah, uh, he'll stop before he walks into because he sees you outside. How bad is this? What happened here? What do you mean, huh? Oh, it's been, uh, it hasn't been too long, but he seems completely gone. He's, he's, you know, mind-controlled or something. Interesting. I think I have a solution, Patent. That would be, that would be something else. We'd really appreciate that, especially Skid. I know that Ricky's doing well. He's taking care of the pilgrim right now. Absolutely. Are you going to remain outside? Unless, uh, unless you really think I should come in, I might just just get some air. Yes, I was going to suggest we don't walk in together since he's already not trustworthy of anything. Yeah, I'll stay out here. I'll just watch guard. I'll let you know if anything's funny. Very good. Thanks again. So Ron will come back in. He says, my apologies, your friend was throwing up outside. He didn't mention anything, did he? No, he was just throwing up. I decided to leave him out there. Mm. No worries. I think he needs some air. I look at Rom. You trust that? Beats me. I think he's outside throwing up, maybe. Okay. Story checks out. Did you get what you needed from your, from wherever you went? I did. I know it's asking a lot. I don't even know how much it's asking. I might even be a long shot impossible. I just, I don't know. Whatever you can do. Whatever we can do to help. I have encountered certain people, some as far away as Waterdeep, four to be exact. I have their notes here. They were for all intents and purposes psychics. They were unable to sleep. They came to me looking for some sort of solution, a noise cancellation, but it was in their head. I'm assuming that where this came from is the exact same beacon that your friend has inside of his head. The words I've gotten from them is called the Id Descendant. It is a ship, not a comet, that hit this ground. I have pieces of metal from it. Oh shit, really? Yes. I got it a bag of holding and put out all piece of alien metal. Do they look like this? That is the exact same. <laughs> 
So you already know of it. I didn't know what the fuck it was. I didn't know it was connected. Thrax is cagey about it all. My solution would be to travel there. For all intents and purposes, it is due south of the city. Due south of Bryn? That is correct. Near the mountain pass that brings you to Ten Towns. Shit. There's no magecraft that could do this. We gotta confront the source. I do not know much about the crystals that are embedded in the Mind Flayer's minds. However, it seems that it's a shard to have instant communication between their kind. What if we destroyed it? Can you destroy it? You probably could, but I do not know of what that would do to your friend's mind. Fucking shit. I guess I didn't... I didn't know, I didn't think he was just going to be able to cast a spell and solve it, but... I didn't think I was going to have to go with some fucking ship that fell from the astral plane. Well, we Drax, we already talked about this, right? Those people who took you away. We're going to have to give them justice one way or another. Mm, I don't know if that's a good idea to go there. It's dangerous. I don't ever want to go back. We can talk about that, buddy. We can talk about it more. Let me know what you wish to do. I'm sure Kandor and I could accompany you. That sounds like a fucking very lovely offer. I guess... Just one question. I know you possess powerful magic, both of you. So, we know some fools from the Arcane Brotherhood. They're not going to have any different answer. They're not going to have some secret scroll that will fix them without going to the ship. The Arcane Brotherhood is evil. I'm sure they'll have an answer that is not as satisfactory as one that I could provide. Yeah, I kind of got the vibe on the evil stuff. We watched one of them burn. One of our first nights we got together. It is of good riddance that he is dead. That's really good to know. Oh, man. I got kind of roped into the bullshit. Through the black swords and care at interval. I kind of never never really trusted them. But was kind of always just hesitant to act against them. They seem kind of strong. The black swords do follow the devil. But they do care for the people. The arcane brotherhood only looks to gain. Good distinction to know. It was their tower that nearly destroyed Luskin. And from there, they've caused untold terror across the lands in Faerun and Tentown. Skid is just staring at Barry, watching him absorb this information. Oh, Barry's not in here. Yeah. Barry's right outside the door. Yeah. So Skid will just absorb this information. Um. I wouldn't suggest fucking around with them. Is it cool if we hang out here and talk about. Maybe a day trip out there. I gotta talk to Barry. Of course, you can stay here as long as you'd like. We'll get back to you. Absolutely. You guys, I can't thank you enough. It's our pleasure to help. Anything you need from myself, I don't hesitate to ask. Oh, I'm sure we'll be fine. You can know where to find us. I'll give them two keys. I got a place in uh, Denevon. It's called The Rest. Denev's Rest. Um, anytime you need a place, feel free. 
Well, thank you. Have a great day. We'll be here. Thrax, you good with ramen here? I'm going to go check on Barry. Of course. I trust him with my life. Yeah, you've said it once or twice, you piece of shit. Hey. What? What? Don't talk about this trustworthy little man right I didn't talk about him. I said, you're a piece of shit. Rom's fine in my book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. But if you keep pushing me, man, I'll show you who's real big one here, okay? I'm three times your size. You want to fucking... Hey, you let me know when and when. You know I'll slap you around this fucking block. Oh, you can't even slap me across the face standing there. Oh, yeah? I know you can't. He'll grip his fist with his ring of growth. He won't (laughs) quite use it. All right, pal. All right, pal. Don't forget Ram is at least two times your size. (laughs) Thumb-looking motherfucker. Hey. Barry! (laughs) Walk outside to go talk to Barry. Yeah, how'd it go? Uh, Good and bad. (laughs) Any better? Good and bad. No, he's not better. It's not going to work. He doesn't have the magecraft. He doesn't have the magic. So we're going to cut him loose? No. Never. <laughs> Never. Even though he fucking pisses you off. Yeah, I heard uh, you guys yelling. Everything okay? No. No. It's not. It's south. The ship they're talking about. That's the way to fix it. Gotta confront the beasts. The wide-eyed beasts. The no-nose beasts. Sans, uh, the Traveler and Ricky? I don't... Yeah. I don't know about that. I, what the... What is... Sands? Without. Yeah, without them, but then we get <laughs> Roland and Candle, who are way stronger. <laughs> <laughs> well, alright. But, I asked him, I said, thank you for the info, but what if I went and talked to Avarice anyways? Would they have a way to do it? And? I don't think he liked the answer he gave. Without hesitation and with force, he said they are evil. Not to be worked with, not to be trusted, only gaining from themselves. He basically told me if I went to him with a problem, it would be bad for me, even if they gave me the answer I wanted. I know that's pretty fucking spot on with what you have, a problem that you wanted to solve. So, I'll never judge you, but just know, these two guys who Ricky trusts, who are helping us out, they said evil, not bad. Evil. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll think about it. I'll think about this trip to the fucking fallen ship, too. Yeah, it don't feel right without Ricky and Pilgrim. Yeah. Maybe they'll just uh, sit and talk for a minute if we want to jump, skip, and hop right. around. Hey there, fans of Rare Studios. Thank you for listening and keeping the show going. If you want to help support the show, subscribe to our Patreon. Gain access to the Rare Discord. Talk with other listeners of the Rare Crew. Post funny pictures. Watch movies with us sometimes. Also, if you want to help us out, buy some sweet merch at RareStudios.com. All your support helps and keeps the show going. We appreciate you. Uh, You guys are on your way to Targos. Our trip only for you guys. And so this one told the tiefling 
You put all your clothes back on and march right back to your room. This one's trying to sleep. Oh, Grim. It wouldn't be how the story went if it was me. It would have been, keep those clothes off and march right back to my room. This one's happy to be with you, Ricky. We walk different paths, but... We we make it work. We make it work. Yes, together. Oh, you remember that story I told you about the barnyard? I was in a a giant barn. With all the animals. With all the animals. So many animals. So many animals. And I thought to myself, well, I was lured here to do one thing. Mm -hmm. I might as well do that thing. (laughs) Oh, no. You know, (laughs) what else is going to happen? You know, who's going to catch Ricky Steele? Right, no one's looking. I'm down south. I'm near Waterdeep. I don't know. I was there vacation or something. Whatever. Oh, look. I see the gates of the city. Targos, yes. Targos. Um, remember, Ricky, when we were in Targos last, the speaker, Speaker Nareth, was asking us to find out about the Harper spies. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, should we pursue that end, or should we just rummage about, pursue both ends? You know, carouse, listening to rumors. You've been speaking of ends a lot this whole time. Ends here, this one's end, that one's end. It's just on my mind lately. Mm -hmm. The end of all things. The endless rhyme. I was referring to rear ends. Oh, where are you now? <laughs> rear ends. I could tell you a two thing about that. A two or thing. Um, one or two things. I lost my train of thought. No, this one thinks that we should play. This one should thinks we should play both ways. Um, and also remember, Duvessa, the speaker of Bryn, warned us about Nerth. Yes, Duvessa. And then we have connections to some other. Shady organization that starts with a Z. Yes, I quite know what you're talking about. So just take it easy. You know, don't mention anything too much, and then we'll see what happens. Maybe you do your thing going into bars and listening around for rumors, and I'll do my thing of putting my ear down to the street and listening. Oh, I, I can collect information that way. That is a specialty of Ricky's deal. Yeah, we'll go into Targos. Oh, yeah, you're heading from the uh, the South Gate. It's still another walled city like Bridgendir. Uh, large wooden walls that surround the city and go out into Meriduwalden, protecting the shipping fleet, etc. Uh, you guys return there. Uh, you guys know that the town hall is typically uh, almost in the middle of the city. Uh, however, that you know that uh, Speaker Nath spends most of his time in the Luskin Arms, uh, hanging out, talking to people. Uh, Triglio is the general store that is right next to the uh, Axbeak vendor as well. And, uh, yeah, so you, where do you guys want to head? I think uh, the Pilgrim will go to kind of like a busier area um, and just kind of like, I don't know, that sounds really weird, just kind of walk around and listen to different conversations where there might be people sort of walking around as well, like maybe like a shopping center or an area where people are kind of uh, congregating. And then I imagine Ricky will go to a bar. Yes, I'll go to the bar. <laughs> Is it one or two? I can't remember. It's just uh, the one, there's, right? There's uh, Three Flags Sailing is the bar. Isn't the Blue cal- blue Clam? Or is that another place? The Blue Clam. I'll check out Three Flags Sailing. Three Flags Sailing is the fisherman's tavern that is along the lake. That's uh, right here in the middle of town. Uh, it's on one of the longest, like, one has one of the longest piers that go out onto Miraduol. So you're hanging in the bar, and uh, so let's see. Uh, Pilgrim, while you're walking around in a busier city center, uh, you do hear people talking about, hey, did you hear, like, Dirk Durgar here? Like, you hear a lot of your recent exploits here. Okay. A lot of the city folk are talking about that. 
And again, this is a more well-off city, so a lot of people are kind of shocked, like, oh my god, this could happen in our town. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that you kind of get that vibe. Uh, so mostly pe- that's on most people's mind, and like kind of people uh, hypothesizing about how widespread this is, how crime could have gotten this far from. You know, from for all intents and purposes, everyone's like, "Well, East Haven's a place of thieves." Blah blah blah. Why would they, you know, do? Why would why would this crime find its way here? Sort of thing. And so you get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly you, about the Dwergar, though. Yes, mostly yeah. about the Dwergar. But still wondering about crime in general. Yes. Okay. And you do hear things about the mood coming up, and you hear people like mentioning like, "Oh, Speaker Nareth will get, uh, he'll he'll get what he deserves eventually." Like you know he'll. He should be the really spe- he should be the head speaker. People in this town believe in him. Talking about Nerth. Yeah, Speaker Nerth. People in this in this town believe that he should be. So they're the head. they're into him. Yes. Okay. They believe that uh, he should be replacing Devessa Shane. Uh, you also stumble like while you're walking around, you see the boat. The boat's almost finished being built. Oh yeah, the one that's going north. Yes, the one that's going up to the the the, the Sea of Moving Ice. I'm gonna go up and talk to that guy. Is it the same guy who was there uh-huh. earlier? Yeah. He looks fucking exhausted, but yeah, he's there. Wow, this one's impressed <laughs> with all your work. Yeah, we how had much a, progress we've made. We had a very lucky uh, delivery from uh, well, Lonely Wood sent us plenty of wood. Uh, once they found out that we were going to do something exciting to the north of them, uh, they sent us a, a significant shipment of wood, which is wonderful. Would your sailors be in need of mead? Oh, of course. This one will see to it that uh, a sizable donation be made from the city of Goodmead. Well, thank you. That's that's amazing. If you know any capable sailors as well, uh, we're still looking to basically quote-unquote staff it. But This one can think of a few. Yes, um, we could use all the help we get. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of one of the last frontiers up here. You seem like you've got your ears to the ground here at the city, for lack of a better term. Um, have you heard much about, I don't know, strange... Informants appearing or maybe remaining in shadows or, I don't know, certain individuals being seen around. Not necessarily of the dwarven nature, but of a taller build. Hmm. Here, why don't I show you the interior of my ship? Hmm. It's looking pretty nice. I'll give you a little tour. This one would love to see the interior of the ship and goes in by himself. <laughs> so, like, there's, a, I'd say, like, the front quarter is being finished. Uh, so you walk in through the basically the bowels of the ship uh, as like the rest of the wood is being bur- uh, bent mm-hmm. to basically finish making the hull. And so you are, you just walk in, he walks in with you. My apologies, it's not very safe to just talk out loudly, you know. This one understands. Um, sure, there's been, uh, Speaker Nareth, everyone loves him here, of course. Um. He makes his place rich. Uh, as a businessman myself, as someone who's involved heavily in the economy in the city, uh, our coffers should not be that full. Hmm. I don't know where it comes from. I don't ask any questions, and I keep my head down. That's just being honest with you. Right. This one appreciates that. Um, what do you know of the Zentarum? Does this name mean anything to you? I do not know that name at all. Right. Well, this one greatly thanks you. Uh, what's your name, by the way? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> my name is 
Uh, Opus. Opus. Uh, Opus uh, Lemmingway. Lemmingway. Lovely name. And you are the head uh, architect of this build, head builder? Yes, yes. I'm a ship architect or ship builder. Um, I come up with the designs. Uh, really, it's we're getting ready to put on the last piece, which is the massive icebreaker that would go into the front of the ship, made of iron. Truly impressive. Forge your own path. Thank you. Um, thank you for the information. Absolutely. And, uh, I wish I could be more of service, but no, that's you've done more than your part. Uh, Pilgrim will go to the bar, but and eventually reach Ricky at the bar. Yeah. So you were just uh, you were basically just south of the bar, uh, near the Luskin Arms, is where you saw that ship. Uh, Rick Steele, you go into Three Flags Sailing. You see a bunch of uh, fishermen pounding beers. They'd probably just gotten back off the lake. Stink of knucklehead trout. Interesting. The smell that reminds me of a hug I got from a certain turtle this morning. I breathe in deeply, semi-nostalgically, and uh, there are open seats next to the bar at all, next to a group of people. I'm looking for a single seat. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll sit down and order a drink. I'll uh, kind of turn around in my chair, look around, ale in hand, not my usual drink, but a nice ale. It's not time to get drunk, it's time to work. And I'll uh, listen in to conversations, and as soon as I can uh, pointedly hear any kind of semi-political talk, I assume these fishermen aren't too astute on their uh, political leanings, but anything I can gather from them, I'll join them in a conversation. I'll try to suss out some details, maybe talk shit on Devessa Shane a little bit, try to get on that good side, and uh, see if I can figure out where they're at with their own speaker, how they feel about the other speakers, and uh, any other things going on in that town. Alright, so um, you, to just start, you overhear some minor conversations. Um, you... Since these are fishermen, they kind of like have the know-all about the water. Uh, you hear some talking about, man, like can't wait for that boat to be built. Uh, I would love to see all the treasure that's on the Dark Duchess up in the Sea of Ice. And they like, and then you hear another one talk, uh, pop in. Yeah, actually, I'd like to pay my respects. Uh, you know that, uh, you know, Engajuk, the uh, the whale spirit, the hero of all fishermen. You know, the awakened uh, whale. I've wanted to see that my entire life. It's the one that watches over us on the seas. And then uh, when you do start prodding, and if you like start dipping in conversation, like you know, kind of belly up, like next to people, and you start talking shit about Divester Shane, you hear a lot of, "Yeah, she's too young to rule anything. She's an idiot. She doesn't know what she's doing." Exactly. I heard that, brother. Too young to do anything. But what we've got here, this Nath, he should be the head speaker. No, he should be the head speaker, but we shouldn't even have a mood anymore at all. What, did you say Nath should just rule all of Tin Town? Absolutely, we'd make more money that way. He's the only one that cares about his people. How does he care about you? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm from uh, Denaval. This is a, a far walk for me. I'm just on a little journey, a vacation of sorts. and I'm just seeing, you know, just... just you well, know. he keeps us fed, warm. Safe from the Frost Maiden. Make sure that we get paid for our work. Supports us fishermen. Do you feel like you're being paid fairly? We're being paid more than fairly. Interesting. Minus the cold, I'm... 
I have nothing to worry about or want. Yes, but potentially you think the consolidation of power into one man's hands could lead to utter devastation and an authoritarian, autocratic kind of rule. Buddy, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> oh, I just, you know, I, I, I always fear myself if, uh, like, you know, as a child beaten by his father, if my father was to gain all of the power and I had no mother to even protect me, that it might end up, whatever benefit, whatever boon I gain, might just end up going to the wayside. Oh, he's not that kind of guy, though. Oh, oh he's, he's upstanding, a good guy. Absolutely. Hell, you just go over to Luskin Arms and go talk to him. He hangs out there all the time. He's like one of the common folk. He doesn't live in that fancy house, not in the fancy town hall like all the other speakers. That's that's a quite impressive. I, I mean, I would be allured by the, the fancy hall of its drapings, its servants. But apparently, this guy, not so much. That's why he's one of us. One of Captain us. Captain Scath, man, if you've ever never seen him battle, whew, he's, he can protect this town like none other. Oh. He sounds like some man that we should cheers to. Absolutely, brother. Then I'll hold up his beard and cheers you. I'll cheers him back. How about everybody here? Around on the house. For Nath. Hell yeah! Everyone kind of cheers. Uh, everyone seems very excited. Right. This is a fisherman bar. It's everyone's way on board with Speaker Nath. Alright, well, this is... I'll continue to uh, positively chat up Nath a little bit longer and give everyone one round at the bar. I assume that's only uh, not going to cost us too much money because we're rich as fuck. Yeah, these maybe uh, I don't know, five silver. Yeah, good enough. And then uh, we'll probably head off. Not head off, but uh, as soon as I can distance myself, slowly get away, I'm probably having an awkward conversation with somebody who's a little bit too older and maybe conservative. And I will uh, slowly move myself away from them to sit by myself at the bar and wait for Grim. Yep. And about that that moment, uh, like ten minutes later, Grim walks in, pops down next to you. Uh, plops down and Ricky, did you find out anything? These people love me. They seem pretty happy and drunk. Did you sing for them? I did not sing for them, but I gave them a round on the house, and uh, mm. they seemed to love Nath. We could choose Nath all day. Uh, man whose coffers are fuller than they should be. Yes, quite suspicious indeed, but it's the only only precedent issue I have is that these people support him for just not even as lead speaker of Ten Towns, but to just rule over it as a, some sort of dictator. Did but, you tell him that such consolation of power and will lead to authoritarian autocratic rule? Oh, yes, I, I warned them of the, the dangers of such. At least I tried to fa- phrase it in a way that they might understand. Mm-hmm. You know, if, like, I had a father that I had no mother that could intervene yeah. on his beatings Because of me. he beat you, but no mother was there to really help stop that. Yes. Mm. But they didn't seem to really give a shit. So. Right. Do you think we go talk to this speaker? I mean, at your purview. If you want to, I'm on board and I will come with you, but... We've already made our presence known uh, with, what, a mere three, four, five days ago, within the last ten days. Mm-hmm. We could easily move on. I don't think it's that late yet, but... You heard about that ice boat? Yes, uh, this one was just talking to Opus Lemmingway, the shipbuilder. Oh, the shipwright. Mm-hmm. Now. This one got to see the first deck. Yes, well, um, it's, uh, it's, it sounds like they're all very 
enthused about it. I don't know why, though. Would you go on that journey someday, Ricky? Was on board an icebreaker. Yeah. To the north. Yeah. To venture into lands unknown. Yes. To see the sights that no one has ever seen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Ricky Steele would love that journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what do you think now? I say we settle up, have a nice lunch of, I don't know, some kind of knucklehead sandwich. Maybe they've got a little bit of, what do you call it, from the south, uh, mayonnaise. And uh, they make some kind of fish salad. Uh, fish, fish salad sandwich. A knucklehead salad sandwich. The um, pilgrim, without missing a beat, will turn towards the bartender and ask for two knucklehead san- salad sandwiches, please. Man, that's our specialty. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll munch on that. I assume we're probably going to... I don't know what time it is, but if it's, it's early... It's probably like a... So you guys left at around 10 a.m. is when you met with the speaker, so it's probably only like 11.30. Like noonish, all right. I mean, we could probably head back after, or not head back. Do you want to go to Brinchander? I mean, we might need to. Re- Eventually, but we have like a, we have like two days to get there. Yeah. There's no reason to go there right now, right? I mean, even if you walk to Brinchander, it's only a two-hour walk. Right. Yeah. All right, I'll think about it. I all would right. like to investigate more around here personally. All right, we can do figure that. out what's, where this guy getting his money from. I can use this as leverage in the moot, baby. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Oh, yeah? Well, you've been selling children <laughs> to make money. So what? It's not legal. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> I know that. Um, In D&D, human trafficking <laughs> has become illegal. Yeah, it's not okay, good. Okay, stop. That's... Oof, oof. <sighs> selling children? Hey, now. Children. Um, so we will... Uh, I think I'll just sit there in the bar as well, but eventually at some point kind of head back out and I might just kind of do another round maybe go into the seedier clubs the seedier alleyways just chill but I mean if you want to jump back over to uh, team um, Thridari that'd be fine too <laughs> we're Thream Grimicky or Grimicky Grimicky there we go team Grimicky on the case <laughs> alright so like <clears throat> sorry so you'll be kind of moving around like I guess the seedier parts of town. Yeah, Pilgrim pulls up his black hood from his pink robes. <clears throat> yeah, it's there's a population of a thousand here, so you could probably imagine that there's some some things going on. Or if there's a skein den or a a skein den. No, it's. I mean, this is a pretty rich place. So there's definitely a skein den, probably actually. Now that I think about that. So yeah, you'll, you'll be floating around the the underbelly of Targos. Ricky, what will you be doing? Um, Hopefully he's coming. I'm not going in there without him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Drim. All right. I got I to gotta watch out for the speaker. I already left him on his own for too long. All right, so you guys are off. And I have an important question. Is Shrubby following us, too? Yeah, absolutely. They're just a bush. They just walk around. Well, Take it to the sights. Yeah. Never seen towns before. Shrubby's innocent. <laughs> Keep him innocent. Yep. Ricky, show him what skein is. I, I don't know if a sentient plant can do drugs. <laughs> Yeah, sure you do. You just water him, put in water and water yeah. him. Yeah, it's like fertilizer. <laughs> yeah, I did this at the end of last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like deja vu. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sounds like yeah. That. That's what it is. Deja vu. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> All right, jumping back. The three of you are in Vinchandir. We're still in the back room of Kelvin's comfort. Yes, unless you decide to move somewhere else. 
But uh, jumping back to where we were, yes, you guys would be in the back room. Barry. Yeah, buddy. I think we gotta go. I think we gotta do it. If Kendall and Rowan are willing to go with us, then I think we should do it. Yeah, I, you know, I don't feel as safe as I, I do with uh, that milk skin and half milk skin by my side, but yeah, uh, these guys will do. They're not the same, but let's do it. We got to. We got no time. Gives like a head nod to him and then turns to Thrax. All right, big fella. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but we got to talk. About what? Where we're going. Okay, where? You know that beacon going off in your head? Hmm, I guess. We gotta turn it off, man. How? We gotta go there. We're not going there. We're going there. It is dangerous. We're going there. We're going there right now. Hmm, Rom was right about you. Yeah, so he is. What does he tell you about if you're in the wilderness by yourself? What does he tell you about that? Rom? I've never been in the wilderness. I just love you, buddy. Well, he says that uh, he and I would be a formidable force in the wild alone. You can hear him right here. I bet you, whatever's going on, even even through all that, you know the pack is stronger. So we, me, Barry, Roland, Kando, are going south. We want you to come with us. We think we'll be safe together. I have no choice. Exactly. Mm, Fine. Got extra cow drops for Rom. I got all his gear ready. I'm sure, he's got his own though. Yes, he, he has nice boots to wear. Nice you, yeah, you look at him and he's like has adventuring gear on now. Now did he change? <laughs> yeah, he's wearing. Yeah, he's tundra. got like big old backpack. He's got tundra outfit on. Yeah, I imagine he looks Goggles. like one of the ice climbers. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, excellent. <laughs> with a big old backpack with pots and pans on it. Well, He's yeah. kind of cute, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He looks like a toe. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, you want to tell Kandor, Roland? Oh. I'll tell them. Okay. I'm worried maybe you wouldn't. It's fine. I'll do it. I got this. Go ahead. Leave us in this room by ourselves. Sure. <laughs> uh, Rom, you stay here with them. I don't trust them. Me neither. I'll keep a close eye on them. Thank you, friend. And then... Uh, Turn around. You all better know. Ram will tell me exactly what's happening. And uh, I walk right out. <laughs> he does. I walk the, out the room and go to Kandor and Roland. Yeah, Kandor's, Kandor and Roland are talking at the bar quietly. Uh, after much deliberations, we've decided that we will be accompanying you on this journey. This is excellent news. I will prepare immediately. Yes, uh... And, yes, everything should be nice and okay, right? Absolutely. Mm. And then you just walk out of the room. Go back into the room with the Barry and uh, Skid and see, uh... See Rom sitting there. Did they say anything about us, Rom? They didn't say nothing. Mm. Did you tell Roland and Kendall, big fella? Yes, I told them everything, little one. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Better keep your wits about you on the tundra. Mm. I have everything I need. You haven't been looking as sharp the last few days. 
Or maybe I need a bath. Maybe. A blood bath. <laughs> He'd whisper that to himself. Well, what's that? What do you say? Here's your crampons, here's the snowshoes. Uh, do you want your extra big clo- uh, cloak? The white wolf one? Yes, please. Here you go. I'll give it to him. Barry, here's your snowshoes, your crampons. Um, just, you know, keep a wits about us. I got the fortress if we need it. I need some animals for us, everything we need. But, uh, I think that she might be gnarly, to tell you the truth. So just stop preparing. Appreciate it. And, uh, we'll go wait at the bar for Roland and Candor to be ready. Candor <clears throat> is at the bar still. You see Roland take off. Boys, you should prepare to have whatever you need. It's going to be cold out there. And we don't know what we're walking into. Sure. Um... Shit. Can you leave word for Ricky and Grim? They're gonna come in the brain probably tomorrow, maybe the next day. I assume they'll come here. Can you just let them know where we went? Of course I can. And I'll clap his hands again. Two attendants run up. You two keep an eye for... You know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. And you see my nephew, son, person... You tell them where we are. And then we'll be back soon. We'll be back in a day. Are, I doubt this will take long. Are these servants twins? Yeah, sure. Holding hands? Uh-huh, yeah, they can. They just... Okay. Whenever they don't hold hands, they feel very uncomfortable. Uh-huh. <laughs> they are twins. They're both wearing flannels and have beards. <laughs> oh, I didn't imagine that. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> so, uh, Kendall will take a step into the back. Uh, the two will run off. Uh, they kind of have just an understanding of where you're coming from, so they'll be waiting at the southwest gate. <clears throat> Kander leaves, comes back. He is wearing what looks like some, uh, almost like a half plate. Not a half plate, uh, sorry. Uh, more of like a almost chain mail. Uh, he has a long red cloak on. It's fur-lined. Uh, under his armor, you can kind of see like thick, co- like thick coverings, diff- lots of different cloths uh, that would keep him warm out in the in the tundra. And his long hair just kind of spills forth. Does one of them one of them have that cool armor, where just like part of the side, like one of the shoulders goes up past their face, but the other side's open? You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you're talking like about. Like the big shoulder. Not the, real, not the bard. Yeah, <laughs> not the bard. But one of them does. Maybe. The artificer probably does Damn. not either. <laughs> Never mind. Roland comes back in. He's he's decked out in winter gear. Uh, it's not as heavy as he's a white dragon. Um, so he, he comes in. He's got his uh, basically like explosive goggles, his steampunk goggles on the top of his forehead. Uh, behind him, over his shoulder, you see something wrapped up in burlap. You can assume it's his massive gun that he carries around. And uh, he is prepared. A lot of his things, a lot of what he's wearing is leather. And it kind of drapes off of him in different places. So we've been traveling a little bit. It's normally by roads, but uh, just so you guys know, when we go out into the tundra, I can summon some beasts, some bears to like clear the path in front of us. We have an instant, instant fortress. 
if a blizzard comes, we can rest up in. Um, I can know those those creatures I can summon can lead us by by tracking and things like that. But uh, we usually just trudge it through the snow. I don't know if you have any better methods. I think we have the exact person who can lead us right to it. And I look at Thrax. Yeah, just. We're relying on you, big one. Of course you should. Yeah. I'm the most trustworthy one here. No, you're the second. Ram's the first. Well, I guess you're right about that. Let's get a smile and laugh and punch him in the thigh. Hey, careful there. All right, all right. Uh, do we need food and things? Candor? I got food. Roll on. I got berries. We got water. We got provisions. We, we got camping fine. gear. We got fortress. We'll follow the main path south so we don't have to travel through much tundra. And we'll head east when necessary. You you sure we want to go do this? If we could just sit here, everything's fine. I would never want to pass up an opportunity to explore this sort of technology. You know what Grim said? We gotta, you know? Ooh. Sometimes you're gonna, gonna have to deal with it sooner or later. Well, we can just wait around for Grim and everyone. It's fine. Uh, even yeah. though we don't trust what they're doing. You've always been a man of action. You tell me you're a man of waiting now? These things fucking, these things, God, they took you, man. Don't you want to fucking get it back up? Don't you want to get revenge? Well, I guess I could kill some of them, but they're scary. It's just, every breath they take is an insult to a war tribe. They can't be free after what they did. They're going to fucking die. And if they're mm. not dead, we'll smash the rest of their skulls up to, to your back. Looking down at Ram. Let's beat their skulls in. Well, okay, let's beat their skulls. <laughs> yeah, Ram. Yeah. You heard him. He just, you, yeah. yeah. He's in, he's in. With what I said, he liked it. I knew it. Everyone keeps lying to me. No one can be trusted. <laughs> I'm sorry, bud. It is okay. I understand. Everyone would be jealous of him. Let us get on our way. Well, we'll follow the ten trails south until we hit the spine of the world. And that's where we'll begin our head east. That way we don't have to travel too much of the tundra. Oh, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's been quite some time since I've been south. Let's go. We'll, uh, we'll head out of Bryn Chander. Now you guys head out of Bryn Chander, out of the southwest gate. Uh, and then you're taking the most populated uh, trail that leads up to Ten Towns. This is the trail that everyone from Faerun will come up north to enter Ten Towns. So there's a well-trodden uh, path. Not as well-trodden anymore because of the never-ending winter, but still it is, it is still very well-worn from people bringing supplies up from the south. Uh, people still doing trading down in places like Luskin, who you know is the city that is furthest up the north of uh, south of Swine the World. Is that the Ten Trail? Yes, the Ten Trail is the main road that goes into Ten Towns from from the south. It passes through the spine of the world, and that's when you enter Icewind Dale. So you begin your way south. Let's see here. It's about the length of Bryn Shandir to East Haven. Are you guys riding or are you guys walking? Do we still have our axe beaks it just depends on if Roland and Kandor can provide their own absolutely they can then yeah we would ride okay 
So really, until you hit the spot in the world, it's only about four hours. All right, so we're early afternoon still. Absolutely. So you guys begin heading south down the Ten Trail. All right, jumping back. Rick Steele, Pilgrim. You guys are in the seedier part of Targos. Um, I want to find a character who's mostly just a trench coat with a fedora hat with just two eyes poking out from the blackness in the, the cloak. That's the type of people we're trying to hang out with. Well, ironically, you guys, you guys are standing there in one of the alleys. From behind you here, stick them up! And there's a trench coat with three little knives poking out of it. And you turn around and say, Oh shit, we didn't even recognize you! <laughs> I love you little shits. How you guys doing? What made you over here? Just hanging out and sussing out some things. Well, you need anything from us? Oh, actually, that's a great question. Grim, would you like to take over? Sure. Uh, Holgi, Snorp, Zilbo, <laughs> yep. I presume? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The Trenchcoat Trio, <laughs> as this one likes to call you three. Um, listen, have you heard any rumors about Harper spies or Zentarum connections or any reasons why, and I'm saying this very quietly to them, why the speaker might have more money than he should coming into the city. This one would like it for the upcoming mood. It would be uh, very nice to have hmm, a leg up on him. We can go sniff around. Don't sniff too hard. Never. Right. What were you going to say, Ricky? Oh, well, I was going to ask them if they were going to sniff around if they would like a sniff, but it might not be good for their work, I think. Do you all do scheme? <laughs> Hoagie's head busts out with the crotch region of the trench, Hoagie. Hell yeah, I love that shit! <laughs> Alright, well, you get us the information we need. Whatever you can. Leverage, blackmail, I don't give a shit. If it's real bad, don't tell Grim, come to me first. And I promise you, all the skiing in the world. Absolutely. You want to, uh, they, they kind of like pop their heads out. You know, I said, like, every time you see them, they're kind of like, Maybe cut up a little bit. Uh, oh, Zubo, Zubo has one of his half of his ear cut off. Uh, then, then you remember uh, Holgi is missing his ring finger on his left hand. We have street urchins in our employ. <laughs> um, I'll tell them, Holgi, Snorp, Zil- Zilbo. Remember, you did not see this one. You did not see Ricky. You work for yourselves. Yeah, yeah, we don't know none of you. Yes. All right, and I'm going to give them five gold. All right, you give us that five gold, and here's a hundred gold that we stole from oh, people. Oh, God. No. <laughs> Jesus. Um, God, this feels fucked up. If I'm a speaker taking money, yeah, I'm just going to look at Ricky on this one. <laughs> All right, give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for the gold. Oh, we saw some rich people back there. We're going to go rob them. I'll see you guys in a little bit. Hmm. <laughs> what are the odds, Ricky? Um, I'd say 99% all the time we're going to run in them when we least expect it. That is a winding path, a circuitous one. <laughs> this town oh. isn't that big, but... Byzantine, one might call it. Um, but at least they're going to handle our jobs for us, and we don't have to really put ourselves out there anymore. To a seedy den, or maybe a, a skein bar, or... I almost, I'm a little worn out. There are some it. stairs that just head down over there. <laughs> Those do look quite interesting. I will say I'm a little one out on the skein lately. 
It's just a few many days too straight and it's getting to me. This one understands. Sometimes you must rest on the side of the path before picking it back up. Yes, sometimes you just fall asleep on the side of a road. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Indeed. As long as you wake up in the morning and check your pockets and everything is still there. We're gonna go find another seedy place to hang out at. Uh, yeah, so you uh, walk down one of the eyes, there is a stairway going down. It has a nondescript sign out front. It's called the... The Winking Sphincter. Nice. Great. And you pop in and... Uh, for all intents and purposes, it looks like an opium den. All right. Oh, hello. Are you guys just gonna hang out there for a while? Yeah, we'll just hang out. Yeah, not partaking. Yeah, they have like they have regular drinks, etc. But also opium. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly opium. <laughs> Mostly opium. Keep your wits about you, Ricky. My wits are always here. This is not really my thing. You look over and Pilgrim's already smoking the opium. <laughs> <Yeah>. Instantly. <laughs> Holy shit. God. Keep your wits about you, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind Pilgrim, his eyes are rolling back into his head and he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still have my hood up though, just so it's not like a speaker. I guess. Yeah, my, you're you're nondescript. You guys are yeah. nondescript. My pink vestments are very nondescript. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess uh, that guy who just made that noise, be like, um, greetings to you, good sir. Uh, this one is pleased to meet your acquaintance. Oh yeah, man. How you doing? Does uh, hate to really. Be right or get right to the point here, but uh, you heard anything about uh, musicians arriving? Maybe those who might play a harp. Musicians, man, fuck. <laughs> I like. Uh. Mus- Where's some good music I could check out, man? Well, this man right here, Ricky, is uh, the best that this one has ever heard, man. Damn, you want to play a show, dude? Right now. Yeah, man, I could use some grooves. A private show for one, just you. No, for everyone here, look at him. <laughs> you look around the room and everyone's like half like asleep. They would like, love rim, it, Ricky. Ripping so much opium. I would love it. Or this one would love it, Ricky. Holy oh, shit. Give me... Where's the bartender at? The bartender is ripping opium in the corner of the bar. <laughs> oh, you need a drink, man? Give <laughs> you two shots. It'll slam two shots in front of you. This one. Would you like one? Or should I take them both? Uh, he'll try to grab it and just put out his hand and just kind of like slowly push get it, it, push it away. It. <laughs> <laughs> he just holds on to it. All right. I'll take my shot and I'll... What instruments should I use for this? I'll pull out a flute. And I'll try to play the most hippy-dippy, weird... Bell bottomy bullshit I've ever played in my life. <laughs> Just incessant noodling going nowhere. Yes. It's sometimes in the key of D and sometimes in A minor. Mm. People don't really know what's going on and I don't either. <laughs> I rolled good uh, performance with advantage. It's a 21. Yeah, the people are grooving to it. They're really grooving to it. <laughs> I'm trying to follow their movements and groove with them. It's very hard. I have not smoked any opium. Um, having smoked opium, Pilgrim's going to find people who are vibing in the music and be like, um, groovy song, this one thinks. Have you heard about Harper Spies? 
<laughs> hey man. Yeah, that man, that dude's playing the harp pretty good over there. Uh, are they pointing to Ricky? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I'll go to the next person and do the same thing. Uh, about like five, ten minutes in of you doing that, you feel someone grab you by the arm. Keep it down. You're asking way too many questions. Uh, and who's that person? Uh, someone who is dressed in a black hood like you. Oh, cool. A nondescript outfit. All right. A human? Yes. Okay. Um, I guess I'll try to bring my stuff together and say, can we talk then? Absolutely. This is the best place to do it. You can go find a cool little Indiana Jones table on the side. Yep. You know they always have those cool tables where people are telling yeah, secrets. Perfect pop reference culture. That's one is acceptable. Yeah, that's really good. I had such a good image. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> An Indiana Jones like discussion table. Yeah. Uh, so he sits down. Uh, he grabs two drinks, puts them down at the bar. Again, Pilgrim tries to look sober, kind of like his hands like moving slowly to try to grab the shot glass. You know, in my line of work, we. Uh, we're investigating. We try not to get too far in character. Uh, this one is merely walking their path. <laughs> what do you know about the Harpers or the Zent or right, 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 the musicians and the snakes? You shouldn't be asking those kinds of questions out loud. Here, and he'll remove his hand, and under his hand is a symbol of the Harpers. Oh, he removes his hand. He removed no, he like removed, from like, the from table. on top of the table. Yeah, yeah, he just cuts off his hand. And, and there's a heart, heart right there. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Don't speak too loudly. <laughs> um, okay. And then uh, Pilgrim will nod and say, um, why are you here? Information. Against Nerth. Absolutely. This one has a shared interest in gaining an advantage on this Nerth. Well, this has to be very kept on the rafts. Speaker. Hmm. You do good work. It's my job. Though, speakers, let's be honest, it was not that hard to figure out who this one was. Yes, sir. Do you know uh, the, the musical act tonight? Ah, Ricky Steele. Yes, of course. Damn. <laughs> this one's listening. You think the Pathwalkers are unknown? Because they're the limelight of ten towns. You gonna kind of puff up at that a little bit? <laughs> but with all the things going on, the never-ending winter, the Duragar, nothing compares if we destroy ourselves from the inside here. Well said. The Pathwalkers would be willing to help. Well, at least the two here. This has to be very quiet. These things take months. But I might have a plan. Hmm. This one's plan was simply to go speak to the speaker and tell him that, nope, no one's here. Everything's okay. <laughs> Is your plan better? I think so. I have some things to think over figure it out but you know we can meet to talk where we meet the town hall the last place he'd ever be oh he never goes there no hmm I have a way into the basement so this one will just go to the town hall and tonight 
under the guise of darkness. Will you be underneath? This one will be able to find you. I will meet you at the south end that of the town too. hall. There's south an alley there, easy to see. South end of the hall tonight. Okay. Uh, what should this one call you? Call me what you will. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. He narrows his eyes at him. <laughs> okay, opium man. 11 p.m. Don't be late. And he'll get up, drink his beer. Good seeing you again, friend. And he walks away. You hear in the back? Yes, you fucking hippie fools. I'm Ricky Steele and I'm entertaining <laughs> you. <laughs> you get a mixed round of, uh, like, applause. But, like, so lazy. <laughs> Fucking morons. Between songs when Ricky's like, I don't know, cleaning his flute or something and everyone's like getting a beer and waiting for the next song, Grim's just gonna walk up to the front of the stage and start telling him everything like while he's standing on stage, still kind of performing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a performance right now. Oh, right. You already got me geared up and now you're trying to gear me down. Grim, come on. This one's sorry for trying to gear you up and then gear you down. And uh, we'll return to the bar to smoke more opium. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you guys will spend most of your day there. At the opium den. That's the name of opium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start, that's the rest of your day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Back to the tent trail. About four hours in now, uh, you guys start to see the spine of the world rising up in front of you. Uh, it's a large, large mountain range. It is, as far as the eye can see, basically. Um, if you're east and west, you cannot see the end of these mountains at all. And once you hit basically the basic tree-lined and small mountainous areas at the front, from my reports, it's somewhere around here. Thrax, it's up to you now to guide us. Thrax, look at those mountains. I haven't seen them in quite some time. Yes, I haven't seen those mountains in quite some time. Now we're back. Hey, listen, I know you don't trust us, but <sighs> we've got your back. I've I know, I know, that. I know. You're gonna see it if you fucking keep going. I don't trust it. I know. Just Wrong. trust the beacon in your head right now. You lead the way, we got your back. Rum, you're on my back. You trust these people. I don't trust no one, but I'll keep an eye on you for you. Don't worry about it. Thank you, friend. Let us ride. I will show the way. Alright, so you know exactly in your head. Due east of you, uh, through this, it's basically the tree lines before the mountains. So you have like the. You have a lot of the basically pines, conifers, all sorts of that, like lining the lining the mountains. So it's like, you know, before you hit up to the rockier peaks of mountains, it is a lot, usually forest, heavy forest. So you guys are at heavy forest going due east towards one of the smaller mountains. Skid smells pine and grabs his locket and the white bead. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, Barry, just as they're entering the forest and, you know, knowing the spine of the world is even further, he actually thinks about Waterdeep and, like, 50 years ago, you know, how much of a different situation he was in. And he's like, man, like, things are so different. And he's a, a bit worried, too. He's got a bad feeling that he just can't seem to shirk. And he's like, man, I do not feel right here without the pilgrim. Like, he's learned how to... So he's got a bad feeling, but, yep, following. And Thrax, you know that's about... Your location is about five miles away through the forest and snow. It's this way. Come on. Uh, will the chocobos make it through this? Or will we have to dock them at the edge of the forest? I'd say probably at the edge of the forest. Um, and then, with Wise, 
is this forest dense? Um, like, is it difficult to traverse? If it's it's thick, but uh, since it is also rocky terrain and you're kind of moving on a slight elevation, you can like there. There is like you know I'd say not man-made paths, but just paths in general that yeah. you could you could kind of weave your way through Natural. things. Yeah. All right. Um, Drax, what do you want the order to be? You don't want to be in front or behind the people. Who do you want to go first? Rum. He is the one I trust. He's first? They would want him behind you. He will watch the ways and tell us what truly lies ahead. Okay, go. Go, go, go. I'm going to walk backwards just so I can keep my eye on all these idiots behind you. Thank you, friend. Good job, Rum. Um, What's that? I said good job, Rom. Uh, and then we'll just go east five miles. I will cast Path Without a Trace because I'm scared and also have a bad feeling. Listen, while I don't trust any of you except you, Rom, you should know some things about what we're about to face. They're scary. They make your brain hurt. You must be careful. Did they do it with like with the voice, with the with the wands? Do they gotta touch you? I don't remember, but just be careful. Okay, thanks. Because I need you all to survive, so that Ram and I may survive. We know. We know. <laughs> all right, uh, roll group stealth checks. Uh, plus ten, and we leave no physical tracks. Twenty-two from Barry. Twenty-six. That is a. 14. All right, I got a 22 and a 28 for Kandor and Roland. So you look, guys... Do they look comfortable traveling in the... Um, like, are they worried? Are when they you, chilling? When you are looking at them, like, you have the feeling that they are, like, hardened adventures. They have been through some shit that you guys are not sure of. You guys don't really know their backgrounds. And the white but, dragonborn is, like, super into this. Is he... Was he, like... <laughs> feverish in his need to get to the ship at all? No, he's like super excited though. Okay. You can see him smiling. And you had not really seen him smile before. But uh, the way they carry themselves even in the wilderness, they're very well aware of their surroundings and they're very prepared for this. Alright, I'm gonna need uh, let's see, I need two more stealth checks. We're gonna do two more group stealth checks. Do you want a rapid fire? Yeah. A crit 20. 26, 27. 33 for the first one. Uh, 29 for the second one. That would be a critical miss and another critical miss. You yeah, but, but, you get, but you get to add your, your get, stuff to it. Yeah, I do get plus 10, but I also have minus one to stealth. So technically two zeros, but then plus 10 on both, so 10 on both. Wow, he rolled a zero. Uh Yeah, you're not you're not being the quietest, but also uh, with the members around you, they are moving very quietly. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't sound like there's a group, an adventuring party going around. Uh, They both rolled well over twenty. So you're okay. You do spot. uh, You do spot. uh, You feel the ground moving. You do spot a frost giant riding a mammoth. What? As they're coming down from the mountains, probably raid. But you, it does not notice you guys. You guys are quiet enough where it doesn't notice you. Duck down, duck down. Holy shit. I wonder if he knows Nessie. You also hear a familiar roar 
And you see uh, Arvaturus fly overhead at one point. Dude, shit goes down near this moment of the world. Bailey, shut the fuck up. Why are you cracking every fucking log? Whoa. whoa. <laughs> hey, stop it. Shut up. Shut up. Takes his lips. <laughs> then finally, you also... You, you guys are familiar with this, so it's easier for you guys to avoid, but you do see two beams of light, knowing that these would likely be cold light walkers. But you're able to avoid them. Hey, Thrax, good thing I cast that spell on us to make us sneaky, right? Yes, thank you. I got your back, man. We'll see. I'll keep showing you, bud. I'll keep showing you. I don't... I don't know. Is yes. It, is it still east, that beacon in your head? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. You're, gui- you're guiding it right to them. You know exactly where it is. Let's keep going. It's this way. The mammoth with a fucking giant on it. Does Be careful, it- Rum. God, this fucking bastard. <laughs> Eventually, you see some trees that are knocked down and a large skid mark. Poop? No, yeah, <laughs> poop. No, the skid mark is the size of a ship. That has crash landed, broken a bunch of trees, and off in the distance, you see what looks like a cephalopod, but massive, with tentacles coming out of the front. And this is the ship that Thax recognizes that he had crawled out of at one point. It is there. Holy shit. They kind of look like a nautiloid cephalopod. Yes. Does it look like it's in working order or it is crash landed and is non-operational? The thing in the background is what it looks like. Yeah, I don't like the looks of this. Uh, it looks like it's somewhat operational. Let's spell jam out of here. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody stay quiet. Regardless of what's going on, forwards or path ahead. Gotta walk the path. Let us go. Crunch is watching, Drax. Crunch is watching. Make him proud. As long as Ram is watching, we are safe. Don't fucking start talking about Grumps like that. He's testing me. He's testing me. He's watching us all. Let's start approaching. Yeah, everyone roll a perception check. Rolling candle. Eyes up. Critical myths. Seven. Four. Eight. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> so, Roland and Candor, stop. Do <laughs> <laughs> the hand motion to crouch down. Get down. And uh, you see Roland point. He puts down his goggles, which seem to have some sort of magnifying effect to them. And distance. You see three of these guys. Oh, what the hell? Mini mind flayers? Holding little ray guns. <laughs> oh! <laughs> They look like little squid-faced things wearing almost a vampire cape and have hold little ray guns. Oh, are they small? And four of these in total. Yes, they're small. They're the size of a gnome. I've never octopus. 
people. What? Mind flayers with giant tentacles that they're using to hold themselves up, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. these are little babies. These are these yeah. are baby forms is it of the men in black tentacles. alien. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the it one looks that... exactly like the men in black alien that gets delivered in the back of the car. Yeah. Exactly. Just well, well and, uh, the front. The small mind flare with the ray gun looks like a Mars attack meets Cthulhu. Yep. yep. Exactly. It's as big as a gnome. They're about the size of gnomes. Three <laughs> of the ray guns and four of the babies. Uh-huh. We watch stay, out, watch we out. We stay crouched. And, and you can kind bad. of you can kind of see them like pointing at the ship and kind of like trying to fix some things. And this little squidlings just seem to follow them in tow. Um, can we form a little huddle? Are we in a place yeah. that's blurred from vision? Um, Jesus yeah. Christ, what the fuck is that? I've never <laughs> seen anything like that in my whole fucking life. You weren't, you weren't kidding, Drax. They're creepy. They're scary. Do I recognize them, DM? Yeah, you recognize one that was, uh, you recognize one of them. I or recognize. just the shapes. like these. Yeah, the forms. shapes. You recognize the shapes of them. Oh, God, this is them. Let's fucking kill him without any fucking quarter. Well, no yeah. talking. No negotiating. Listen, little one. I know you don't trust me, but trust this. They took control of me. Big, strong Papa Thrax right here. They took me down. I don't know if they'll be as easy and tiny as they look. You're right. You're right. But we have some good range spell attack options. We can get him on to jump on him. We can fire blast him. We can fucking turn him into dust. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I don't want to talk to him. I'm, and we're here. What else are we gonna do? Mm, all right. I know. I'm asking for real. What else are we gonna do? Does I, anybody else have any better ideas? Don't know. Candle, Rowling. It would be a shame to kill them immediately. Has so much to learn. God damn it, man. Yeah, those little ones too. You know. Can we sneak around them? Maybe they'll recognize me. They do look young for the species. The uh, more Mars Attacks ones, are those more grouped together? Or are they all kind of grouped, like the young and the more mature ones? Uh, they're, they're, uh, the three uh, Mars Attacks ones are, they're like, again, the size of gnomes. Uh-huh. But are they, are they also mixed with the young, yeah. squiddy ones? Okay, uh-huh. cool. So it's not something where I could target like half of them and not hit the little ones. Probably, yes. Yeah, okay, so I'd, I'd hit them all of them. I mean, they don't... Roland, they don't even look like they speak our fucking language. Uh, you... You see them... Like the, the squid things, you see them. One of them starts poking the other one in the arm. Holds up what looks like, uh... The ghost meter from Ghostbusters. And he starts pointing at it, and they all look straight at you guys. It's time. Like, and one of them raises his arms. And starts waving. Roland, you take the fucking lead on I this. don't trust them. I don't trust them either. Get your weapons ready at least. You talk to him, yeah? We'll help. Kandor, come on. And we'll walk a little bit behind Kandor and Roland. Uh, you guys approach these creatures. Uh, as you get up to the ship, uh, you notice that's built of almost some sort of chitin wood and iron it's a strange combination of things there are massive tentacles that stretch out in the front of the ship that seem to be examining the ground in all of your heads you hear a voice 
My God, you have it. A Psy crystal. And he's pointing straight at Thrax. Skid standing for a Thrax. Mm, bruh. Please. We need that. It's the only thing to power our ships. We need to our- get out of here. We do not want to be on this planet. This is in our head? Yeah. Y'all hear something? You say it loud. Yeah. Yeah, I hear it. And I think telepathically. All right, we give it to you. You fix my friend. He's gone crazy. Easy. Are you kidding me? I'm fine. Deal. Deal. One for one trade. Fix him right now. We'll give you your fucking crystal. I will give you more than that. Thank you. We've been searching all over. I built this device to find these crystals. It's only worse than five miles, but amazing. Yeah. Can we all hear this or just skin? Yeah, all of you. Does the beacon that I'm feeling, is it going right here or is it going further away? Right here. Okay. It's this ship. Okay. There's a distress. They explain to you that there's a distress, distress beacon that they set off on the ship to anyone who is psychically inclined or has a psych crystal. I'm poor at reading people, but I definitely would be questioning if they're being truthful. Can't read people? Can you read aliens? Yeah, I'm not good at reading <coughs> any conscious creature, but Barry would definitely be like trying to determine if they're being, you know, truthful. You have no idea. You've never seen these creatures in your entire yeah, life. No you idea. have no idea what these things are. Skid looks okay. at Roland. So no idea if they're truthful or not. <laughs> Is Roland looking at this curiously? What's his Yeah, what's his he's vibe? fascinated. He's staring at the ship. Um, you gotta... My buddy wants to learn some stuff from you, too. And you need to fix the big orc. There's nothing to fix here. Yes, you're fucked. Oh, oh yeah, is that right? Shut up! Come inside. <laughs> See the ship. Why do we have no. to come inside? We don't want to come inside. Well, I have to get the crystal away from him. I can get it away from him. Yes, then I have to insert it in the thing, and I can give you a gift, and I will be the fuck out of here. No, no, you gotta fix him first. We don't trust you. I can't fix him with the, him having the crystal. I don't trust anyone here. Rom, what do we do? I don't trust no one. Thrax starts running the other way. A skid cast old person. Wisdom save. Uh, ten. He fails. Skid goes and takes the side crystal away from him. <laughs> These things are not meant for your kind. <laughs> and I'll throw a snowball at the Thrax, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and at the same time, Barry, I got him. Oh. Oh, that's he was that slow on the draw. <laughs> it's like you've already thrown the snowball and taken it and done it. If you don't mind me asking, where did you find this? Um, listen, we don't want to hurt you. Will you th- just tell me you're not gonna hurt us. You're not gonna fuck with our brains. No, no, no. We were all gnomes once. What the fuck is going on? We found it in a mine. Other gnome mind a- flayers? Uh-huh. Hey, I believe them. <laughs> that shit happens. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. But last time I saw this, I thought it was a gift, and it turned out not to be. We found it in a mine, in a fossilized skull. Yes, it, um... Yes, we were trying to figure out places where mind... Where mind flayers once they lived. That's the, only place, that's the only place to find these things. Yeah, I smashed his brain. I smashed his face on accident, and the crystal fell out of his skull cavity. Well, it's just a skeleton. It doesn't matter. All right, let's go on the ship, guys. Yeah, you walk in. Uh, uh, Thrax uh, becomes unheld. <laughs> yeah. What? How dare you, little one? Show him the crystal, and he'll start walking. I need this, that this ship. back. 
Well, we're going to the ship if you want it. Give it to me. And he starts walking ahead onto the ship. Zach starts running up towards you. Barry's forming a wall between between you and, Thre- and Skid. Get out of my way, turtle. He, he doesn't get out of the way. So the door opens. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens. Uh, the ship is built, like I said, organic matter in addition to wooden iron. The walls, floors, and ceilings are all reinforced with tough chitin. Uh, they point to you at... Uh, they show you that the ceilings are 20 foot high, 20 feet high in this thing. It's a large ship. Uh, all areas in the ship are dimly lit by fleshy, flickering, bioluminescent orbs mounted to the walls or hanging from the ceiling. Uh, each interior door that you walk through is a fleshy sphincter that opens when a creature that has telepathy approaches within five feet of it, then closes behind the creatures yes. and its companions to keep the heat in because they are fucking freezing here. They do not want to be in Icewind Dale. Quite a ship you got here. And they bring you to a room. And they explain to you, this is our life support systems. We were surely going to die and have to go into whatever civilization is over here. But luckily, you have brought us exactly what we needed. Skittle, hold up the crystal. Now. Wait. Your part, you have to do exactly what we need. No problem. Just hand over the crystal. I got it. Wait, wait, wait. Why are there more of me? Oh, there's not more of you. We just look. Sorry, we're gonna apologize right now. <laughs> look, <laughs> where you had me in your ship? Yes, you remember. Yes, me. we did. I was hoping you didn't remember, but that's <laughs> unfortunately you no. Know, we're sorry. Look, we 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 like to. What? What? What is it you liked with about me? Well, we like to. Well, you know, examine things we find interesting. We don't have things like you in the astral plane. So you didn't hurt him? No. You, like, wiped his memory a little bit, though. We well, were... we don't really want people to know where we were. I didn't quite swear it, but there was the thought of vengeance was thrown around. I understand. I definitely understand. All right, but I give you the crystal, and no. you fix him. I don't need fixing, and you that's fix my him. crystal. You fix him. You get, yes. his ma- you get his mind right. You get his manners right. Be perfectly fine. His hallucinations go away. Absolutely. And what else happens? Then you leave? Yeah, we're and getting... we go safely? We're getting off this planet. Wait, what? We can't be here. Where are you going to go? To the next space. What does it matter? Space? Yeah, look, uh, look. Here's a crazy thing. Losing these vessels, uh, our, our species can't make them anymore. So it's very important that we keep these ones working. We do not want to be trapped on the material plane for the rest of our existence. Shit, man, I can relate. I know what you mean. Sometimes you're stuck. Instinct versus thought. I wouldn't trust what he's saying. I know that, big fella. I know, big fella. We're doing the... Hey. Skittle look at Thrax when they're holding the crystal. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. Give I, that back. I hope it works. I'm sorry. I need that. That's mine. I'm sorry, man. Skittle hand the crystal no. to the gnome. No. Mind flare. Then we'll just be a second big man. I'll be have it right back to you. No, give it back. Just one moment. 
and it'll stick it in a smaller sphincter hole. Oh, God. And it goes, <laughs> and then it goes, it sucks in. Yes. And you see the power of the ship, like it, it basically power on more significantly. Uh, the echoing in your head uh, recedes. Uh, it says, emergency protocols redacted, crew safe, vessel active, side crystal, uh, side crystal embedded. What? And as you hear those words, I always think of you. Well, where are you going? It's time for you to trust other people than just me. Rom, <laughs> Rom, no. Yeah. It's okay. You'll have all the friends around you. But you're my best friend. Not for long. I'll see ya. And he starts floating <laughs> away to invisible. Oh no. What's happening to me? What the hell? What? <laughs> Barry's just staring darts at you with his, ar- his arms crossed. And one last thing, if you don't mind, and he'll just put a tentacle to your forehead, and you do not remember Rom at all. And done. Well, how did we get here? <laughs> Thrax! Thrax! What? Thrax? What? Is what okay? is it? We're safe, we're safe, we're safe. Yes, well, why are we in this ship with them low? Listen, listen, pal. You gotta trust me. Of course. What, uh, what we do here, brother? What, uh, you trust Strax! me. Skittle run and jump into his arms and start hugging uh, him. Uh, uh, get on the ground, we might leave. No, no, it's change. okay. We're getting off the ship right now. Let's go. Let's get out of here. They're leaving this planet. They're fucking off. You trust them? No, but we trust each other. And yes, we're leaving. Of course. We're leaving this place right now. Thank you, Mr. Uh, tentacle. Thank oh, you. My apologies. Where is my? Where are my manners? I'm born. This is Quo. That's Dredavex. Dredavex Sinfits. We were all, we were all gnomes at one point. But, you know, and these little squidlings. <laughs> Rin, Rix, Zglard. <laughs> Zlard. Zglard. Z G L A R R D. Yeah, not writing that down. I'm uh, Skid, this is Barry, this is Thrax, this is Roland, this is Candor. We're part of the Wolf Tribe, we're part of the Howling. No, we're part of the Pathwalkers. <laughs> <laughs> and, the uh, Howling Wolves. Is we're, we're your friends whenever you come back. I hope you don't have to, though. And I hope we never see you again. Turn You're up. safe and good, and thank you. We're not friends. Thrax, I got something to tell you, buddy. Let's get off this ship. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, um. Uh, I'm glad you were able to see the Ascendant. Um, Roland is talking to two of the like two of the other ones. Candor and Roland are off talking to the other two. Uh, you guys are talking to the Zip main Lark. person, which is uh, Morin. Um, and he turns. He's like, "Well, I know uh, you know in typical society, I have a gift for you. Thank you so much." Is it my blood? No, no, no. We have all the details about you. That we, we found you interesting. You should be honored. We will like, uh, accept this gift. Then he will hand you a laser pistol. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Worth it. And a rod. And he explains to you, this metal rod, this button, you press this, it emits a chirp. Um, 
<clears throat> any creature <laughs> within 30 feet of the rod that isn't deafened and has intelligence of 3 or lower uh, must succeed on a DC 13 constitution saving throw or be incapacitated for one minute. I thought it was a movable rod for a second. What do we call but it? It's the pacifier rod. Um, thank you. Uh, Skittle pull out the alien metal material from his bag. Um, is this a gift to you guys? Do you need this? That would be wonderful. I can fix parts of the ship with that. Absolutely. And we'll give you the gift in the manner that it was received. Yeah, they'll do exchange gifts. They'll walk you to the door. Safe travels, uh, uh, what planet is this? This is Faerun. <laughs> the planet is called Faerun. <laughs> Never any Faerun. Well, a lovely trip to be certain. Um, hopefully we don't crash somewhere else. Um, well, crazy, but uh, I'm glad you guys aren't <laughs> reacting uh, the way most people I feel like usually would. And just kill us or try to kill us. Get out of here. It was quickly. my first thought. Thank you, Lauren. <laughs> They got the school squidlings are waving their tentacles. Mm-hmm. The door closes. The, the the ramp slides back up into the bottom of the door, and you see the ignition starting this thing. And the giant cephalopod, you see little tentacles like starts flapping on the ground, and this thing like lifts off and blasts into space. Holy fucking <laughs> shit! Drax! Oh, wow, we here. Why? What happened? I don't. Do you wanna? We could pop down the fortress, have a cup of tea, we could tell you all about it. it. Seems dangerous out here. We're safe, it's fine. There's just mammoth riding, uh, frost giants, giant white dragons. I remember running from here. So, Drax, I know I'm happy right now, but you've been out for like two or three days. I've been fine, I remember. What, Over the there. last thing you remember is me punching open that skull in the mine? Uh, DM. What's that? I remember everything just no Ram. Yeah. Ram never existed. Yeah. Uh, no, I remember coming here. I don't know why, though. What? You had this thing that was fucking... You saw somebody that wasn't there. And sure. I was just, you know, he... You said you trusted him more than anybody. You said that he was the only one worth it. That he clouded your judgment. You got this kind of like sickness, this curse or something. We tried to make you magic and it didn't work. Booyah, booyah, it didn't work. So we had to go to the source. And we were going to kill them all. But they were kind of nice. Mm, uh, sounds crazy. Mary, it, this all happened. Darn tootin'. <laughs> I heard a, to- uh, a tale once. It was uh, not a tale, more of like a saying. Don't judge a tome by its cover. And uh, I am happy. I am happy how that turned out. But Drax, you are a real pain in the neck. Let's go. Yeah. Enough said. I can fit you all in on the way back because we got a little bit of travel to go. Still got to speak a mood. Yeah. And Thrax will be like, no way I didn't trust you. It, it, it was crazy. I was crying to sleep. And then I woke up and I was like, trying to do magic and you it was so mean it was so mean but I didn't mean it I, can I tell you what though what? I, I had a dream about a tree and it was telling me to do things other than just the eye and then this happened with you after I said the crystal was a gift from Grumps Grumps is testing me and I had to fix you so I could 
faith could get back on the right track. He was putting stuff in my head, taking you away from me. It was all a test. But now we're back. He watches in weird ways sometimes. He watches us all in weird ways sometimes. Yes, but his gaze always knows the right way to look. It does. Sometimes he, he makes it really confusing. And he makes it seem like it's not the right way. And now you have this weird little thing. This bow that has no string. Oh, this is not mine. We can test it out, though. Let's and, wait. <laughs> yeah? Yes. <laughs> we can, can't wait to show the others. I bet you Roland and Kandor love it. He's got a sniper rifle. You look over at Roland and Kandor. Roland is affixing this weird kaleidoscopic lens onto his eye that's like looks like a monocle. And and Kandor is like, ooh, gross. And he's putting on this coif that is fleshy. And he's like, well, we got some weird gifts, too. <laughs> and like, he's like putting on this like fleshy coif. Um, did we travel too much, or is it... Are we going to be able to get back to Prince Shannon? I'd say it'd be it'd be late in the night if you were gonna travel at night. By the time you made it, like even out of the woods, I would say. Let's get back to the road, and then we can fortress up. Is that a good idea, Barry? Yeah, sure, it's fine. Drax. Of course, I trust you. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm so happy you're back. I don't get why you keep saying that, but of course. I tell you when we go to bed. I'll tell you everything that happened. All right, and you guys start heading back to the west, the way you came, towards the, uh, the, the, the trail, the ten trail. Jumping back now to Targos, Pilgrim, and Ricky Steele. You are hanging out, gathering information. I'm guessing took a, maybe a nap to shake off the opium high. It is now nighttime. I think we took a nap in the den, right? Yeah, probably. Hopefully Ricky was watching over me. <laughs> I haven't smoked any opium. Staying awake and fielding questions from these weird hippies. We're all trying to get you to smoke opium. <laughs> Please and thank you. Occasionally I put it next to my uh, like next to my cheek in like ten and look like I'm smoking and just Oh, that was great. Feels good to be so high while my friend has passed out in front of me. Is there anything we want to do uh, during the in the opium den before the, your meeting? No, yeah, I'm just going to. I'm gonna eat my good berry so I don't have to eat the rest of the day. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy that while I'm coming down, brother. All right. Well, should we leave now, Grim? You're awake again. Is it is it time? Well, we've been in this dark basement for at least three or four or five hours this now. One, <laughs> this one feels groggy, and uh, I don't really know what time it is. Actually, oh look, there's a clock on the wall. It's 10.30. We should probably be moving on. Hmm. Lead the way then, Ricky. This one will be with you. Right. Is it, do you need to hold my hand? Yes. All right. I'll hold. I'll grab Grim's right hand with my right hand, seeing I'm left-handed and I need it unencumbered to grab my rapier at a moment's notice. All right. And I will lead us out the opium den, which was called... The Winking Sphincter. I will lead us out of the Winking Sphincter. And, oh, uh, sphincters. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, I thought of that name before I knew the na- of the, the doors were sphincters, so it's, sure that's actually kind of fun. Yeah, you can work that into the title somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and Something we'll, about buttholes. Yeah. There's a lot of message, message from a sphincter. A closing, <laughs> we can call the app a closing sphincter. Yeah. yeah. Message <laughs> in a sphincter. That's a pretty good Ricky song. <laughs> yes, we'll work on that later. <laughs> 
Thanks for the <laughs> advice, Grim. Appreciate it. We'll head to the south side of the speaker's house. I'll try to make Grim look, I don't know, at least inconspicuous as possible, even though he wears bright colors. It's nighttime. What? Yes, it is nighttime. Um, you do have, like, the normal... No, people shuffling around that were out drinking or even like some uh, groups of guards just doing regular patrols. Um, but nothing seem- here seems very suspicious. Again, crime is pretty low here. Uh, and you arrive at the town hall. It is the largest building in town. It is very ornate. Uh, it's made to look very rich. And you can assume that that's why... Um, Speaker Nareth doesn't go there to make him look more like a common folk from what you've learned. Uh, you head into the alley on the south side of the building and you see a shady creature there. Or a shady creature. A shady person standing against the wall. Is it our agent friend? Yes, it is. Alright. Uh, I'll walk up. Um, uh, greetings, agent. Harper man. Not sure what to call you, but this one understands the bit. Uh, this is Ricky Steele. You already know of him. Ricky, this is our contact. Hello, sir. Uh, he had the nerve to tell this one to call him what what you will. Well, it's better we don't use names. Understood. You can call me Mr. Flair. Understood. Are you ready? We go inside? We're going inside. Of course. He'll kneel down, brush away some snow. There's a small window that's ground level that was boarded up. He carefully removes the boards that were clearly removed at one point, so he's already been working on this. Slides out of the way. All right, let's go. After you. I'll head in fast. I'll go, go after Ricky. And he'll slide in behind you, move the wood back in front of the thing, and it's very dark in here, and you're in the, what seems like the basement. All right, we have to move quickly and quietly. I'm not sure if anyone's in the house. But if I was a betting man, there's at least something here that can be watching us. So we need to be careful. One second. I'll take off my uh, goggles of night vision and uh, my sunglasses, red-tinted glasses of night vision, the ruby ones, and put them on Grim's face. Oh, nice. Just so he can see in the dark. Excellent. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh... Give me, give this one just one moment. I'm gonna do my listening thing. See if I can hear um, anything around for the next like 30 feet. I think it is. Mm-hmm. Just if I hear any footsteps of any creatures. You do not hear any creatures inside. You do hear people walking by on outside on one things, but interiorly, no. Okay, outside, but not yes. like above us. Right. Okay, great. Yep. Then I'll follow him. Yeah. Slowly make your way upstairs. There's a lot of boxes in this basement. Uh, some of them have indiscriminate markings. Um, are you going to rifle through anything or just keep going? I'm going to look at Ricky. Ricky, find out what's in these. All right. Be, be careful. Be safe. I'll rifle through some of the boxes. Well, they head away. All right. Just a, a brief cursory check through. Um, you opened, uh, let's see. There's about, uh, let's call it like seven larger boxes in this basement. Uh, you open them. One of them is full of arms. Not like human arms, but weaponry. Right. Uh, another one is full of basically uh, building supplies, stuff like that, um, things of that nature in terms of like just minor building supplies and tools. 
One is empty. It just has straw. It looked like something was removed from it. Something large. And the rest hold basically things for tailoring, clothing, etc. So a lot of different tools and uh, things that would be used to tailor uh, things for uh, surviving the winter cold. So the materials for that. Interesting. I'll make my notes in my mentally and uh, immediately proceed behind them. I assume I'm probably a few minutes behind upstairs or wherever they're going. Yes. Joel, you in the contact? Are you in the contact? Head upstairs to the first floor. Uh, he kind of tells you to stay low uh, since there's windows on this floor, so people could see him from outside. And he, he says, "I think upstairs is where we need to be. We need to get to. So, just move quietly." I'll move quietly with him. And you guys will make your way upstairs. Upstairs, there's one large room. And there are rows and rows of almost bookshelves. A couple tables in the back of the room have papers and things spread out across them. Are the lights off and everything? Mm-hmm. Like no, no, yes. no candles lit or anything? But you, you do have night vision, so you, you're able to yeah. see. Just making sure like no one's here at yeah. all. Like. And in the center of the room, there seems to be almost a... Let's see. It's a table, but it has a closing mechanism that goes on top of it and is locked. What kind of device is this? I don't know. Hmm. But just look for anything that we can use. Right. Check the papers, check everything. I'll uh, go up and check the bookshelves and just kind of look, especially for maybe like books of accounting, I would say, uh, kind of familiar with the way that the speakers run stuff, like with the books, like I do with Lesser Gray. Right. Look for records of that, um, in particular around the bookshelves. And then when Ricky gets here, I'll, I'll point at that table thing that looks locked for him to get to looking at. Interesting. All right, uh, Joel, roll D100. Ooh. What town is this in again? I forgot the name. Uh, uh, Targos. Targos. That is a 20. 20? Yep. You start to see a lot of books. Uh, most of them are almost historical books or books that uh, about 10 towns, about each of the towns themselves. Um, a lot of them have historical fiction of the previous speakers of Ten Towns, um, like the founding of Ten Towns of each each town as well. Um, you also get basically a lot of stuff too about Faerun as well, Southern Faerun, South of the World, like Waterdeep, etc. There's just a lot of information about each city and town. But nothing in terms of obvious uh, accounting books or anything with numbers in it. You'd okay. you'd be safe to assume that that's somewhere 
they have to be kept somewhere different or not easily accessible. Okay. Ricky, you get up there as well. <clears throat> as the Grim points out the table, I will take a close inspection of this table. So, any kind of weird locking mechanisms, maybe a, a keyhole of sorts, or a, an indent where I should place some item. There is, uh, there is a keyhole in the front. Look at the keyhole. I expect the rest of the table quickly. Any other kind of mechanisms abound? No, and it looks like uh, you'd, you'd assume that this is hinged, but it hinged on the inside. I've got a, a bit of wire on me. I'll pull out a wire. Haven't done this often. It's been a while since my youth, you know, back in the day when we might have had to break into places occasionally, but I will attempt to lockpick the table. Okay. Yes. Uh, as you start to do that, uh, Pilgrim, your contact waves you over to a table. I'll go over there and let Ricky to his uh, lock table. Oops, sorry. And he'll he'll nod his head to the left table. He's at the right, and he's just saying, "Go through the papers. Everything on the desk." I'll start going through the papers. Ricky, you are trying to unlock this table. <laughs> so, right before I put a any kind of bendy wire into the hole. I think better of it, and I try to sense if there's any magical presence on, on the table. Good call. We're all in Arcana. Good call. Arcana go. That's a 20 th- 22. Sick. Yes. There's magic. On the keyhole. <laughs> Most interesting. Grim, Grim, a stranger. Yes. Do either of you know how to dispel magic? There's a magical presence upon this keyhole, and I do not wish to attempt to break it or open it without... Uh, might set off an alarm of some sort, so... Do not know, Ricky. This one apologizes. Stranger. Now, I can pick locks, but I'm not really a... I'm more of a stabby kind of guy. I'm more of a... Bombastic, stab around and see what you find out. You know, fuck around and find out. Stab around and stick it into whatever hole you find. Wait, what about this idea? You all finish your searching of papers. I'll wait. At the last minute, I can try to open this thing, and if something bad happens, we can all get the fuck out. Or we could come back, Ricky. It is time that we might not be able to spend. Uh, this one thinks maybe we should even get a head start down and you do this as a solo. Just in case somebody sees you, Ricky. You know, I am Ricky Steele. You're Ricky motherfucking Steele. I'm this Ricky, one is this one. I'm Ricky motherfucking Steele. Bane of ten towns. Bane of all. Bane Women of all. in particular, but mostly all. Mostly everyone. Nothing, no one will have a, a hit or miss. They'll be like, well, Ricky, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I got drunk and came into this house and wanted to see what was in this. It's what's up? What's going on? Yes, what's up? Ricky, help us with the papers. All right, I'll help with the papers. All right, uh, both of you roll D100s. 15. I got a 12. Jesus. Both of you, actually, I rolled, I rolled an 8. So all three of us find papers. 
that are important. Uh, Pilgrim. This paper looks important. You find one that has almost a missive in that uh, it's a missive stating it's almost like a propaganda piece of people who Speaker Nerith has talked to in order to force to buy fish from Targos. Cool. Uh, Ricky Steele, you find a paper has no names on it, but it does have an in-out log of the room itself that you're in right now. What did you find, stranger? His paper has just one sentence on it. And it just says, see you next week. And a symbol. What's the symbol? It looks like an M. A cursive M. Capital. Cool. Uh, then I'll look at the stranger and say, um, do you want to hold on to these or do you want this one too? They're probably out looking for me, so you hold on to them. Agreed. Ricky? Go, Grim. Find lodging for the night. Will I'll do. I'll handle whatever repercussions I need to. Um, I'll be heading out yeah. and then going to find, I guess, Luskin Arms. Don't they have an inn there as well? Yeah, and that's where Superior Nerth usually stays at. Yeah. And so... Uh, so Without... I'll just leave Ricky completely. And so... Just head there. The, your, your, your companion here, he'll help you out the basement. I'll finish what I started as well. And head up back upstairs to be with Ricky. Okay. You got this? Well, I wouldn't say it's a strong suit, but I'm... Honestly, nearly 99.8% sure that there's some kind of alarm or magical trap across this device, but I'll do my best to disarm it. All right. Yeah, let's get a nice stinky roll here. Roll that lockpick and... Roll a real dice, Elliot. Hey, uh, just want a straight dice with my decks? Yeah. All right, Ricky, you've got this, baby. Lockpicking... Clock's ticking, and I'll bardic inspire myself. Nice. All right, bardic. It's a 16 plus 2, that's 18. All right. You have your wire in the keyhole. You hear it snap unlocked. Oh. And you raise it. Upon raising it, alarms go off. Lights are blasting into the house. Oh, no. <gasps> you open it, though. You do see what's inside. Inside is a realistic map of ten towns with topography. And you see basically uh, movement of plants. People planted there to 
gather information. Spies for the Speaker Nerith. Your companion grabs you. Go, go, go! Right. I, I, is there a window? Yes, there is. Should I jump out the window? <laughs> you want to jump out the window? Oh, fuck it. I'm going to jump out the window. All right. You pop open the window and jump out. Uh, okay. I hang on the ledge. You hang on the ledge? I'm not that strong. I fall. <laughs> you fall. Uh, you hear the clatter of people running into the front door, booting it open. As you're laying in the alley. Uh, Fuck my back. What uh, What are you doing? Holy shit, that hurt. Cut to Grim politely ringing the de- the bell at the uh, check-in <laughs> at the inn. What does it take for this one to get some service around? <laughs> the depressed guy is there. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah your room's ready. All right, first I'm going to stand up from the snow. I look injured. I probably hurt my back a little bit. I'm going to press the decision myself to look like I got beat the fuck up. And I'm going to limp out of the alley. Yeah, uh, two guards. You there, freeze! Don't move! Oh, shit. Someone just beat me the fuck up. Where? What does he look like? Uh, he's wearing some kind of black shawl. I didn't get a good look at the face, but oh, what a powerful whack that was. Knocked me straight on my ass. You two, hold him here. Don't let him go anywhere. Uh, about ten seconds later... You see their companion get thrown out the front door, gored across his chest, bleeding everywhere. Whoops. I, I, I think it was that guy. He said, you've not seen nothing here, mister. And he, he punched me in the, in the face. Look, look at this bruise. You're sure that's him? That one right there? 100% sure. He pulls up his head, fucking scum, and he'll just cut off his head right where he's standing. <laughs> cut to Pilgrim putting on his nightcap and snuggling into bed, pulling up the blowing up the candle, yeah, pulling up the sheets next to his chin. Do you have a place to stay, citizen? Yes, I I usually stay at the Luskin Arms when I'm visiting town. Can't believe someone would assault me. You know who I am. Look at me. Recognize this face. Put my face to the whatever light I can. Who would punch Ricky Steele? Who would harm me in such a manner? I'm just out and about. I got a little bit drunk, but it doesn't mean you can throw me down in an alley and say, fuck off. Oh no. You haven't seen what you've seen here tonight. Alright, well you get home you get back safe here. I'm assuming you're staying at the Luskin Arms. Yes, I'll, I'll be back in Right now. Are you okay? Do you need any medical attention? Oh, I'm fine. I should be fine. It's a, a night's sleep and, uh, you know, a, a good rest will do me well. I'll correct this in the morning. If I need to see a doctor, I'll let you know. All right, we'll get going. Don't stick around. You two, clean up that mess. No, pretend to limp home. Ah. Holy shit, that's hat. I am actually injured. My back hurts very much. <laughs> you turn around for one last time, and you see the corpse just being shoved unceremoniously into a bag. Almost a burlap sack. 
and you hear the sickening thud of his head being kicked in after it, and you see him tie the top and start dragging it away. <laughs> <laughs>